swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads where bandits are. Catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's horse. a grand theft of Elder Scrolls, Simon's quest with Toe and Earl, rocket shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news. The POTUS need some bad dudes to crash a crew like Bandicoot. All shit a game in English, control issues. English control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. This is control issues. I am the AMC. And this is a dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for control issues, download or subscribe to it, rate it, view it. Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure. And go on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle. AMC, how you living? Living good, living well. Um, yeah, been been it's been a good streak these past uh, two weeks since we recorded. I believe um, went to Legoland. It was Theo's birthday. We took him to nice. Legoland earlier this week. Um, got to see all of that. Legoland's just the perfect park for like taking a, a kid because uh, you know it's not Disneyland, so it's a little bit smaller. Uh, still has a ton of attractions, but like each one has the, at the longest, maybe a 30 minute wait as opposed to like 90 minutes at Disneyland. So you're getting on everything pretty quickly. The park isn't as big, so you're not, you know, just huffing it back and forth for, for miles on end. Um, and also perfect time of the year. Wasn't too, wasn't too sunny. <laughs> uh, it was like a little bit cloudy, but not cold. It was, it was great. So yeah, it was overall perfect day. Brother came out, brought his niece. By his wife. There we go. My mom came out. So we had we had everybody there. We got some uh it was highly recommended. We got some apple apple fries. It was basically like fried apple fries and they came with a side of whipped cream. <laughs> it was yeah, absolutely it amazing. That's what I'm talking about. That's at Legoland? <laughs> yeah, this is at Legoland. Um, yeah, that was good. That. Yeah, I enjoyed the uh the Ninjago VR experience where you're throwing the 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 shurikens at the at the ninjas <laughs> through the through the ride it was great okay um, yeah they had they got a little bit of everything going on absolutely great and great enough for like a four a, a three year old slash four year old to absolutely enjoy so um highly recommend Legoland if you got if you got kitties uh and then on top of that and then and then on top of that um, yeah just uh watching shows and and handling business um, how about yourself Adub how you been well, you know, forgive the neighbors going by. I'm, <laughs> I'm right from the window. <laughs> hey, man, it's it's affordable, so I'm yeah. not tripping. <laughs> Special guests. <Yeah. laughs> but anyway, yeah, for me, uh, you know, it's it's been a little bittersweet because, you know, there was a massive game released in the early access, and I spent the past week playing it. It has since come out. AMC has been playing it. We'll get more on that a bit later, but uh, I was I was into playing that game, and just out of nowhere, I felt kind of weird. So I got up, and you know, it's it felt like I was high, but like 
way too high. And I was like, no, it, this, this cannot be right. So one thing that I make sure to do whenever I feel weird or something is to open my door. Just, you know, so if I can't do anything, at least somebody can see me or get in here and get me help. But yeah, I was getting the door open and then my eyes just rolled in the back of my head. Everything went black. I fell straight backwards. I felt the ground. I felt my head hit the ground. Oof. And I was out for like, I don't even know how long. I was just out. And then next thing yeah. you know, just snap back on. And, you know, rather than go get myself checked out or or take it easy, I took, you know, took a few minutes, got reoriented, back to my game. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's funny but it's not funny so i mean that is serious however you know given my symptoms and like how i felt and you know just looking into stuff talking to other people it seems very likely that i just fainted <laughs> and yeah yeah i was you know you got to take care of yourself you guys because uh i hadn't been getting as much sleep as i need to and uh, also i haven't been eating as much as I probably need to. So I imagine that all that caught up. It was just, my body was like, I, I can't. It, it's it, rebooting in safe mode. <laughs> like, that yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, that happened since then. You know, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm eating more, eating at regular intervals of the day. And, you know, I set up the, the sleep app on my phone and everything. You know, just making sure all my emergency contacts and things or in order. It was just, it was a very, like I said, bittersweet situation because I had taken off the, like I worked, I worked Thursday, I came home, I had taken off that Friday and it was just like, all right, early access today, straight through the weekend, like nonstop. This is amazing. I got a couple hours into it and then that happened and it was just like, man, it's crazy. So, you know, just dealing with that and just being, getting back to, being better because I, I guess I fell off a little too hard, man. <laughs> it caught up to me. So I'm trying to get my thing back tight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know you mentioned like the working out and everything, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. That's I, do, I did. Uh, I did one session of pull-ups and like walked a, a mile or two and just, you look in the mirror and everything's like, ah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's, it's rough, but you know, folks make sure you're taking care of yourself. And, you know, <laughs> don't be like your boy. Yeah. Well, at least like, you know, it's like a matter of, it's something that you can address <laughs> if, if anything, which is, which is good. There's a lot of times it's like, we don't preach enough about like preventative care as uh, yeah. just in general. It's everything's about like, there's a problem. Now I'm going to go to the doctor and deal with it. And so, yeah, like, yeah, as you said, self-care is very important. Indeed. Um. Well, A-Dub, I think you had mentioned it. So <laughs> what was the game that had taken over your life to get you to this point? <laughs> to, a, to an unhealthy degree. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it wasn't because of this game. Like this game <laughs> caused other problems. Like that's when the sleep deprivation really, really started to get me. But yes, Diablo 4, 4, 4. <laughs> Been waiting 10 years, uh, was up. Going to wait until June 6th, found out that they had early access if you get the deluxe edition or that ultimate edition. So couldn't get the deluxe edition because I I guess because I already pre-ordered the standard 
but I could get the ultimate edition, which I did, which I played six one. It was amazing. Oh, dude, it's 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 everything I love about Diablo three, but better and different. <laughs> if that makes sense, like, there's there's more stat categories and there's just like the graphics are on a whole nother level. Like it, it feels like the fantasy is real when I'm looking at the screen, especially with the visual effects. This, this, this amazing level of detail with everything that goes on on the screen, all the different enemies, the new ways they move, the new visual effects, the legendaries, the events, the homies running around in the world. I didn't even think that I would be the kind of person that would enjoy that always online multiplayer kind of thing. But after playing the game for an unhealthy 80 to 90 hours <laughs> over the past week, and my character is level 66, running a frost witch, get off me, made him, made it look like Elsa from Frozen. But yeah, playing that for that long, it's like I'm starting to get surgical in the combat. I'll see a group of enemies dash in the middle of them, frosting over them instant death, move around, throw the ice shards, piercing a line of enemies, watch them all fall, bank shot, knock a shot, hitting enemies around corners by shooting enemies in front of me. It's unbelievable. Just doing my best to tighten up my build. I am, I'm all over the place, but... I imagine people know what Diablo is. We all came off of Diablo 3. I think it still has season 28 going on. We've been waiting for Diablo 4. We knew it was going to be different. We knew it was going to be uh, an entire open world instead of, you know, the areas like in Diablo 3 where you go to basically different hubs or whatnot. And we knew it was, uh, we had the betas, we had the service slam. We knew it was going to be multiplayer we knew people were going to be running around there was a lot of a doom and gloom being sown about the microtransactions and oh the, i don't want people running around my game even a dub felt that way but just with the final product out and seeing what it is and how it all works together so seamlessly that i'm a believer dude 100 i mean it's it's hard to describe. It's I mean, maybe I'm still in the honeymoon period and things will change, but you know, I'm looking forward to playing it. I'm thinking about it when I'm not playing it. And then when I'm playing it, I'm just appreciating every layer of mechanics and detail and everything that just goes into this. Like I'm I'm leaning toward the screen so I can see even just the tiniest drop of blood trickling down an emaciated rib cage. Like, just it's it's unbelievable. It's got all kinds of. <laughs> I'm at a I'm at a loss for words because as soon as I start talking about it, I start thinking about it, and when I think about it, it's like, well, I do this, and then I could do this, and then I could do this. So yeah, it's it's awesome. I can't say enough about it. I could talk your ears off about all the ways that they changed it. I could spoil the end game. All I gotta say is. The campaign is by far one of the best that I've experienced like in a game like this. It's definitely better than Diablo 3. So it's it's just more it it feels more real because your character is in the scene participating instead of it just being events and things happening, you know, at the same time or around you. So you actually 
see your character participate with that. And then the sheer volume of content that they packed it with. I mean, there's there's over a hundred dungeons and that doesn't include the sellers. There's hundreds of side quests. There's dozens of waypoints to find. I think over a hundred or so, or maybe a couple of hundred of those little statues to find. And then there's the strongholds. And then the dungeons can be turned into nightmare dungeons. I'm sure everybody's heard it before, but playing it is a whole different experience entirely. Like, I'm very glad I didn't play the betas of the server slam because if I had any idea it would be like this, I don't think I would have survived six <laughs> one. I think I would have just, I, I would have just crawled out of my skin and, and, and perished peacefully. <laughs> like, oh, it's over. And even given the situation that happened to me on the first night that I talked about earlier, I was thinking to myself, you know what? Even if that was the end. I, it would have been fine because I finally played DM before. <laughs> oh man! But AFC, what have you been playing? Yeah, so it's been a couple. I got a couple of games to run through here. So we'll first lead off with. Um, so we start off played hell played played a ton of Kirby. It's been weekly updates. Every time I've done the show, it's like, all right, Kirby, I think I'm here. I'm almost done. And then it's like, all right, I'm here. I think I'm almost done. And so the way Kirby like played out in the end is I played through, beat the uh, you know final boss, finished that part. And then it's like, all right, well, we got the Waddle Ds. We got to collect all the Waddle Ds to get like, you know, to, to, to complete the game. <laughs> so we do We get the Waddle Ds. That finishes. Then it's like, oh, wait, there's this alternate universe where this dude's soul has been spread over it and you need to go and collect all of his soul pieces to bring him back to our world and i think the game is done at this point i'm like oh fuck all right cool so we got to play those levels now collect the souls and it's great so a lot of times in in games like in in, in games in general it's interesting how they decide to like pace it out spread out the progression and sometimes like you can get to your ultimate status and then the game kind of ends the campaign's over at that point and you're kind of left with like well do i have to wait till new game plus to then really experience like to then experience the game at my like at my prime as far as like having everything unlocked and then playing through the original campaign uh and you know sometimes that kind of leaves you with like a, a feeling of like well uh, i'm kind of done with this i'm gonna move on so i don't really get to do that experience but with kirby they added this extra bit of content which ended up giving uh kind of like somewhat like a, a, a epilogue in a way because the story is over but yet the ending isn't quite there because there's more to do now so i go play through all that get all the soul pieces bring the homie back together so now he's he's now in the town like doing like yeah i just chilling so that's awesome as as we're going through this uh we're getting even more um like i guess hidden blueprints for upgrades to weapons to take them to the next level so i thought we were done there but literally know that there's more to come there so we do all that we get upgrades at this point i've upgraded the sword to just a level that i was not aware of and by playing through that other world we ended up running into we'll just say like another meta knight style of character slash kirby style of character um who ended up having like his own special abilities beating him got the blueprint for his weapon took my other weapon to another level 
And I think at that point, now I'm done. I got to be done. I got to be done. But <laughs> then they reveal that the Coliseum now has a couple a couple of new levels added to it that I can go through. And basically, like, the first one is play through the Coliseum, which is beat all of the bosses in the game in the Coliseum. So we did that. And that was actually like relatively easy. We did it in one try. Did We got like, we had a, an extra health with us that like basically we were replenishing all of our health and we didn't have to use that in all the rounds of the Coliseum. Then it unlocks another thing in the Coliseum. And this is now going through that alternate universe. So th those bosses in the Coliseum, and those bosses were 10 times harder. So we play through that. We get all the way to the end. And we're at now the the final boss boss of the game. And this boss is tough. And we just kept dying over and over again. It took us so many times. We had to keep continuing. And what was good is that... Uh, it allowed us to continue at him. Uh, it just cost us coin, which we had a ton of, which we we never ended up really having to use. So we just had a ton of it. So we used our coins to continue um, to keep trying replaying. It took about, I want to say like nine tries until we eventually took his bitch ass down. And then with that, then we finally got the true ending. <laughs> so we're like, all right, Jeez. done with done with Kirby. Okay. Uh, absolutely, absolutely phenomenal game. Like for a game that where I first oh, started I thought out, I had more. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought there was going to be more. Um, but for a game that when I first picked it up, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a kid's game, but I'm enjoying it. Like uh, especially for like a girlfriend game, something like Mercy doesn't game a ton, so it was it was really easy for us. So I was kind of like, oh, this is cool, but you know, it's not that tough. Like I guess the the real i guess difficulty is trying to find like all the uh um, the hidden stuff within each of the worlds uh but then yeah that in-game content which ended up being like leading towards the true ending um ended up being so engaging that we couldn't put down the game once we got there so um yeah kirby was awesome highly recommend it people should go out there get your mouthful mode drive in the car and do all that oh, stuff wow. uh so beat that and then I get Diablo. Um, I waited till the Tuesday release. Got the, uh, you know, the regular version of the game standard. Pick that up. Start playing that. You know how it is with the time and the in the games and the kids and juggling all that stuff. So I get in maybe like two hours the first night. Then like I squeeze in like an hour here and there. Get in like a couple hours there. Um, and immediately, yeah, echoing pretty much everything you said. Um, I'm not like a visual guy, or at least tried to say. <laughs> yeah yeah like as far as like the experience of the game like don't not need to go into like any details of the game but like just as far as storytelling and presentation just on another level on of any diablo especially like with um diablos i played in the past so, like my experience with diablo 2 was very much the game had already been out for a while i'm in college my roommate freshman year is playing diablo one and you know he's enjoying it and he's like you know there's a diablo two like i'm thinking about getting that and i'm like well i'm thinking about getting it now <laughs> so i did diablo two but that experience is very much like it was very multiplayer centric and so it's like we're looking up stuff and then it's like oh we gotta do this get a it was a kanai's cube I, I think it was in that one um and yeah i get this and then we can then uh put these things um together to then form this thing and you know it was like very much like just looking up like wikis and then running through the game and just like uh streamlining like uh just heading straight to like all of the best that the game has to offer um and it was a great experience it was fun but i did not really get into the story um played diablo 3 somewhat similar experience i got a little bit more of the story but you know what like the way they tell the story in diablo like up until then it was a lot of like you know 
voice acting that carried it and yeah. then like um and then like there'd be a little like you know like animation stuff here and there but it was very simplistic uh and then so with this one this is the first one where it's like one there's like a like there's twists um there's a lot of stuff through storytelling and presentation like where it's like uh where it's just i i i'm now like more involved in these characters um at, I'm at having least, more ass, uh, dude. <laughs> yeah like i'm just enjoying all of it um i'm enjoying talking to the npcs learning about the worlds i'm enjoying the side quests seeing how those play out and it's just everything that you would expect in a diablo game but like through better storytelling um with the you know with better hardware being able to do so much more with it and so yeah it's uh absolutely loving that bit of the game and then absolutely loving like yeah like uh the the whole skill tree and how we're we're back to putting points into uh into skills and you know having true builds as because you know i love the the adaptability of uh diablo 3 where it's like i get this item all right now i'm reworking all my skills all my abilities around like this item because it's boosting certain like uh things so now i'm gonna switch up my build on the fly to adjust to this like overpowered piece of um loot that i just got whereas in this one it's like i'm just i'm, I'm at least at where i'm at i'm just i'm focused on like my build it's like all right i'm doing this now i'm gonna get this skill that's gonna synergize with this and yada yada and so it's like uh i'm taking the time a little bit more to like sit there and study the skill trees and be like all right what am i gonna focus on here and just the little like the details about each individual character like i haven't played with any of the characters but as i was like deciding because initially i was going to go with the druid then it's like nah i gotta go with the the necro i want my i want i the druid has minions but i want all the minions and on top of that <laughs> i haven't i haven't really played with a necromancer in any of the games so um you know everything working out perfectly i have a character called vinnie del necro so it's like, oh, I can name this guy Vinny Dell, and it'll just work out perfectly. So I'm Vinny Dell playing as a necromancer. Yes. So everything just like <laughs> worked out like just perfectly in that. And so, yeah, just absolutely loving my character. Um, it has everything you want where it's like you're off on a mission, but then you'll come across something and it's like, well, what's that? Like, let me go, let me go investigate that. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. you break off and then you're now off on another side quest as I'm moving out in the world, like. I don't even have to participate and it just all of a sudden lets me know that i completed an event <laughs> because i was just in the vicinity while other players are handling business while i was off doing something else yeah. um and yeah it's just like that sense of wonder and discovery that like you just love in a video game like it's you see something you go down that rabbit hole you, you figure out you get rewarded for it and then you're back off on your own mission um and so yeah it just has everything that i wanted in a diablo game and with a presentation that's perfect like i like it that it's a little bit closer up i can see a lot of the text and with that like um like every now and then i still like just like instinctively go right to the uh the sticks to like dodge but mm -hmm. um like i had the same problem <laughs> yeah but like i like the uh like it's right when somebody's getting ready to attack like i'm I'm not just standing there and taking the blow. I'm hitting the circle, moving to the side, rolling yeah. out of the way, getting off my attacks, yes. throwing in the minions. <laughs> like it's it's awesome. So it's just like the perfect gameplay loop that you would expect from a Diablo game, but in a way that feels a little bit more um uh I don't know, more involved. Like you're like you're looking at you're all in the systems. Whereas like I felt like Diablo 3 was a little more streamlined, but in a great way. And mm -hmm. this one, it's like it's 
like a perfect blend of Diablo 2 and 3 from that perspective. And it's just an absolutely awesome game. So yeah, I'm playing through it. And, you know, I I wish I could be more further than I am in Diablo, but something happened. So we beat Kirby, got to come up with a new girlfriend game. So we're looking through the list of games that I have. Um, uh, one of the games that was like a front runner just by recommendation was this game called Baba's You uh, on the Switch. Um, I think I systems. remember that vaguely. What was it about? Um, so it's like you, it's it's a puzzle solving game, and what will happen is like on the level, like it'll say like like tree is you, and then also say like this, like Baba is you, or something like that, and you move around the words, and so like you treat it up like you like you just put like like uh, I don't know, tree is something, and you move like a word out, and it changes the function of the tree on on the screen. And what? so you you move the words around, and that basically is like puzzle solving on the screen, and then you can move your character through the puzzle. Um, so it's just a very clever game. But um, when we looked at it, it was single player. So that quickly made it like a, well, we could hand off the sticks, try to figure out the puzzle together, or we could play this game that's been on the list and something that is now couch co-op there's been all types of additions and patches and things added to the game it'd be prime for a co-op experience and that being a stardew valley so there's a game that yes. you know indie game chucklefish everybody talks about is like just the greatest of like the indie darlings as far as games that you could play forever pulling from harvest moon and so many other games of the past and for me it was uh something that like I felt that could recapture a Terraria-like experience, except we're, you know, we're farming. Um, and so, yeah, we picked that up, and it's just... It took us... One, it took us about, like, an hour to figure out how to get the two-player thing going on. Um, but once we got that going, then we just off to the races. And we play, we play for about, like, three hours the first night, and then... Yeah, and then we started playing it last night, and it's one of those things. It's like usually Marissa and I will like we'll play like with Kirby, we'd play it for about like you know an hour, hour and a half, and then she would head off to bed, and then I would play like Midnight Suns. In, in this case, it was going to be Diablo, but we ended up like just playing Dia um, Stardew Valley until like one in the morning, <laughs> and, like, nice. and then just wake up in the morning. We're talking about like all right, so like next time we jump into the game, like. I, I got to build a furnace. We need to go to the mines, get some copper. We got like, to go. This is talk. awesome. Yeah, we got to go talk to the wizards. See what's going on. Uh, going on there. We got to meet these people around town. There's there's an egg hunt in like three days, so you got to prepare for that uh, Easter egg hunt and like all this stuff. It's it is great. It's just absolutely awesome game. Highly recommend it. Just it's so an Easter game. egg hunt in the game. Yeah, like uh, like the town, the town has an egg hunt, and oh, like you, and you participate in it. So there's like there's just so much going on. There's that's amazing. Yeah, like there's what I love about it. What's different than uh, Terraria is that you have energy. So like as you perform tasks, like you you tire out, and so like you need to get to bed because like like I as I was caught out, I was out mining, and you know mining requires a lot of energy. So I get tired um and i'm heading back home late at night it's like one in the morning there's a day night cycle and it hits around two in the morning and i'll let you know at midnight like oh it's getting late and in two in the morning i'm in the middle of the town and i just pass out i wake up i wake up in my bed and i go to the mail i have mail and it lets me know that i got billed 500 dollars by the local corporation <laughs> that found me took care of me and made sure i got home um, yeah yeah and like the the game is like basically like it starts out you're working for for a corporation and like a you know like 
in a cubicle handling doing that and then your father leaves you a farm and so now you're you're you know you're getting back to to your roots and and you find out that that corporation is like setting up like a local shop in town and so it's like hurting local business and so that's gonna that's gonna play into the, the larger narrative um but yeah like it's there's so much going on it's absolutely amazing um a perfect co-op game i think you play up to four people but we're playing it split screen co-op and that's how i highly recommend playing it because there's so much to do and having two people it definitely gets things done a lot faster because you could fish you could farm you could go to the mine um and all that comes into into play with like crafting and um building up stuff around town because like they already let me know that there's this rundown uh gym like a ymca that nobody's taking care of and so like the mayor's like tasked me with like you know revitalizing that part of town um and so yeah it's 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 great I imagine there's gonna be a ton of growth within the world of the game as you're doing, you're handling your business. It has all the sim things that you love about those games where you can you can um, add features onto your cabin, you can add uh, like new areas, you can build it up, add stories, yada yada. So it's like it's like a sim game mixed with Harvest Moon, mixed with Terraria, mixed with like everything that you love about those style of games. It's it's so addicting that it's gonna fuck up my Diablo time, but I'm gonna get it in. Um, and so yeah. Um, the best time to game once again i have to, I have to always remind people this is the best time to be a gamer because you got great old games you got great new games it's just a little bit of everything we got great games coming and you know with that let's get right into the topic of the week top topic of the week well you know we just we had the playstation showcase and we knew that the xbox one was coming but you never want to skip over what your boy jeff keely has to offer a dub never and so with that, we get the we got the summer game showcase. So I'm sure we got a ton of news on top of that, but let's just get right into the summer game showcase because there's so much there that that was offered to us that enlightened us on what's coming for for certain consoles that people thought had nothing coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so yeah, let's run through it, A dub. Um anything that caught your eye, you want to lead off with anything? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asked, uh well, I'll just go straight to it if I can find it before I say it. But there of all the games, I mean, you know me, ain't uh all about indie games, supporting the small development, supporting the the fresh different ideas. Granted, this one is a follow-up to another game, but one that really caught me by surprise was Yes, Your Grace. So According to IGN, uh, we got the reveal of Yes, Your Grace, Snowfall, a sequel to the 2020 indie game from Brave at Night and No More Robots. The original was all about making choices about how to rule your kingdom, and the sequel looks to take the idea and expand on it with a new wintry setting. The game is coming sometime next year. So in this game, you appear to be playing as the king of a kingdom, and people come to you with their problems. You have to weigh out the options of you know what's, what's the economic burden what do i stand to gain from this do i even like this person ah, they <laughs> so it's got you know you're just sitting on the throne i've always wanted to see a game like that i've been watching a uh, finland saga have you have you checked that out yet nah it's anime anime on netflix it's right. just about you know just i don't I forget how to describe that, but, you know, just historic Norse kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely not true events, or there are true events, but it's definitely a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And But it's dope, man. And I'm just like, what? 
anime team <laughs> worked on this and made this a thing because it's not like they have special powers or anything yeah. like it doesn't have any of those like any of those manga i mean those anime hooks that normally dragon ball trigun sci-fi stuff it's just straight up dudes in the snow working their hands to the bone yeah. for a living killing each other yeah. trying not to kill not to get killed. It's great. Vinland Saga is awesome. I highly recommend it. But yeah, yes, you're great. So like, you're the king, and you're making decisions. Like I think that's very interesting. I want to, I want to partake in that so that I can get that experience. AMC, how did you feel about this? Because this game, not only you know pixelated graphics, but it's just it has that that depth, those layers, and these camera shots. Like it looks very high quality insofar as like the production and the camera work and then it's pixelated but it's beautifully animated and it looks like it has intriguing systems so it's based it's a sequel to an existing game so i am definitely going to be looking at the original amc how did you feel about it yeah it looked absolutely awesome did not know it's a sequel um you know how i feel about these like these 2d hd experiences um it had all that and and then some so from um just from a visual perspective, they had me then to see like how the game works and how it's like, I love like a game where you're, you're kind of making decisions and like this one, it's like, you're a true king. It's like, <laughs> like people are coming, like you're doing that thing where people are coming to you with their grievances and you're deciding on the outcome. I'm sure it comes into play like in the game. My potatoes have all gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you shall go wanting. Um, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And just see, see how that all comes to play. Like it's, the story and it seemed like just very like everything seemed dire and dramatic but like uh not like not like um i forgot what game i played uh but it like i played one of those games where you're kind of making decisions and every decision just seemed like like just like it was like like you're in a rock and a hard place and you're gonna be screwed either way and maybe this is how that game works but the way that it was presented, it's called nah nah it was um it was oh banner saga was yep, the game yeah. and it was just like like because you're trying to make it you're on a trek like uh and you just know you're going to be losing people along the way like people are going to come like as you're as you're doing as you're traveling people try to join your group and it's like yeah i guess i'll let them join next thing you know they find out that they slaughtered half your half your people and, and robbed you blind uh and things like that just happen along the way uh and maybe that's how this game works out but just based off of the presentation like I would like to see it happen because in Banner Saga, a lot of it was like just, you know, dialogue, like, um, not dialogue, um, like a description. So you just read what happens based off of your decision, but you don't actually see it. This thing, this game, like you see a lot of what's happening. So I'm very interested to see like how your, your different decisions play out and how that affects like the outcome. Uh, but yeah, there's just so much going on with this game. It seems like a fun game that I could easily just have like playing on the side or just one like one of those games that like i just sit focus in and just burn right through because it seems like it has an incredible story so yeah this was definitely the highlight of the showcase for me as well but there are so many highlights hey dub time to jump into this next one we got uh we got some more hey, action can, oh yeah hold up a second yes yeah and we are back the music is off um so yeah we got a new game from from your boy one that we respect for his greatest of works, that being Akira Toriyama A-Dub, working with Bandai Namco. Uh, this game, Sandland. So um, 
I'm, I'm looking at the IGN description. We got our first look at Sandland, a new Bandai Namco game coming to PlayStation 5, PS4, Hellback Build Hardware, Xbox Series X and S. <laughs> the game features Akira Toriyama's signature art style and is based on a niche Toriyama manga from 2000. The gameplay showed tank and melee combat across the game's wide desert. There's no release date of this game as of yet. So yeah, um, as mentioned, like the first thing when I see this, I was like, "Oh shit!" There we got we got a new Dragon Quest. Like, That's on the exactly way. <laughs> what I thought. That is exactly what I thought. <laughs> I was like, "Hell yeah!" I was like, "Right, Dragon Quest." <laughs> <laughs> and then nah, then we see like the gameplay and it's like you see this tank moving on this map next you know the tank is unloading on other tanks on the map like, all right we got like a, a tank a kiratoriyama game like and i don't think this is dragon quest at all <laughs> yeah the next thing you know we got the character he's he's like like at first i was like is that majin boot like like kind of like a little majin a little pink guy <laughs> yeah uh, but now nah, this is the main character, and then he's he's handling business like we see him battling, uh, we see him sneaking, we see him powering up and uh, unleashing a blast. So we got melee combat, we got tank combat, we also got mech combat because he's in a mech and he's socking up somebody at one point. Um, so the action looks absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know anything else, I don't know anything about the manga, but I'm happy to know that it's based on the manga. So I'm sure mm -hmm. there are people who are, you know fans of this um to finally see it now in a video game format and yeah it has has seems like it has a lot going for it i can't wait to hear more about the game what did you think when you saw this adel like you said i for sure thought it was dragon quest like damn 13 already let's do this but no um uh, yeah when i saw it i saw that they're in this vast desert land i saw that they got mechs i saw they had tanks i saw it once they had a territory on my artwork i was just like okay uh, whatever it is i'm on board and then just seeing all the the different things going on with the combat the, the different levels of it having you know tanks the mechs hand-to-hand -hand combat i believe you have like firearms and stuff too i want to see uh, a lot more of it just to get an idea of what the moment to moment kind of game loop is but for what they showed they definitely have my attention like i'm, I'm always here for a curatorium it, yeah sale it it looks pretty cool so and it's new to me to find out that it's based on an existing manga so if that's the end it's from 2000 so that's that's kind of still in the the tail end of that that classic golden era so we'll, we'll see what it becomes i'm pretty i'm pretty pumped to see more about this i just i wish i had more to base it on but the gameplay video was awesome it showed me some cool stuff gave me an idea i want more i'm in all right what, what else you got a dub that that caught your eye from this conference i don't know if i should say it is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if i should, i don't know if i should put my step on this but no uh our wait which, which game Power World. Oh, is it the <laughs> Pokemon game? To describe it better, <laughs> <laughs> you could you could think of it as Pokemon meets Breath of the Wild with guns. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just those words are exactly what you are imagining in your head. It's straight at like you're the characters, the trainers, the the mercs, or whatever you are. Yeah, you know, you have your assault rifles and everything, but then you have your pals. And they, they go they go into the pal balls. 
and then you bring them out the pal balls and they pick up guns. <laughs> they start <laughs> dumping on everything. I mean, it's it's like it's it's the it's almost a perfect intersection of just a straight up shooter and the the cutesy Pokemon style of things. And I hope that they don't get in trouble with Nintendo or whoever the, the developer of Pokemon is. I hope they don't get in trouble. I hope this game doesn't get stopped. <laughs> this needs to exist just for the sake of it being out there. I like it. I like seeing the juxtaposition of just those super cute, smooth curves, puffy bodies, giant eye characters, but you dump it off. <laughs> yeah. And they dump it on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing else that I could really say to describe this game. I mean, it, it has one of the most lush, gorgeous open worlds that I've ever seen, and it seems like you have no problem traversing it. I mean, the animations and the visual quality are all right where they need to be. So this game has the elements to be the best of whatever the hell it is. I just hope that whatever that, that core idea is in that gameplay loop, are are tight in that way. That way it can succeed. We can see the genius. <laughs> I'm loving this. AFC, how did you feel about Battle World? Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see like what this game has to offer because it it looked like the action was fun. Um had you know it has it has that going for it. Like you know Pokemon is will always be intended for for the younger audiences, even though adults play it. So it's nice to have like this this one that seems to be like this ain't your, this ain't your dad's like Pokemon, <laughs> even though it's intended for your dad. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it was interesting to see like like so with Pokemon, a big thing about it is like the different uh, affinities as far as like you know leaf, fire, water. This one everybody's got a gun, so I wonder if that's gonna be the same thing like as far as far as like exploiting vulnerabilities through certain aff- affinities because everybody's got a gun so maybe the different guns will come into play or if it's just yeah. like you know you're weak, you're weak to the pistol or yeah. you're weak to the shotgun <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you're weak to the mac <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or you're weak to the deal <laughs> the, the snub nose yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just weak. you're strong to everything else without <laughs> <laughs> the snub like a beretta beretta to the face won't stop you <laughs> yeah but a snub to the shoulder <laughs> in your, in your weak spot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what's oh, it Lord. Yeah. So uh, it, it has some stuff going for it. I can't wait to hear more about it. But yeah, I'm glad that they're that we're getting different types of these because it seemed like the only like you know contender for Pokemon for a period was what Nino Kuni. They did some pretty cool things with like having like the the I choose you summons. Um, I mean, if you ask me, the number one contender against Pokemon is Monster Hunter. Oh yeah, as far as um, what, the, as the, far the, as the Calico, <laughs> as far as beating the tar out of big dinosaurs, and giant creatures. Oh okay, I, mean, I don't, I don't I mean, need like to summoning, summoning like nah. I don't, I don't summon them. I break them down and I make armor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll beat him again. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, 
that would be hilarious if like that was Pokemon. It's like I got Pikachu. Now I'm gonna I'm take. I'm gonna get that fur. <laughs> I'm gonna get that skin and cook it. <laughs> now I got that. Now I got my Pikachu hat. <laughs> yeah. Team <laughs> Pikachu still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, it it had sort of like it had some cool things that like I'm interested to see how the gameplay like comes out because I was I was enjoying the presentation. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll wait to see, to hear more from that. But, um, yeah, I was definitely having what that game had to offer. You have anything else before we move on to the next game? Ada? Nah, Power Pro is all to get stuck. I'm yeah. hoping to see more. I'm excited for it. I, I had a blast with this whole showcase. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'll mention this, uh, just because, you know, there was, um, some good 2D game highlights, uh, as far as side scroller games and, this one is an oldie but a goodie yes. with a with a with a fresh coat of paint, that being Sonic Superstars. So uh Sega revealed Sonic Superstars, a brand new side-scrolling Sonic game with four-player co-op. Players can choose between Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy Rose. And play uh play with up to four players at the same time. The game is a side-scroller, but it takes a 3D art style similar to classic Sonic's appearances and Sonic Generations and Sonic Forces. The game is out on all platforms this fall. So this is like we're just getting all the Sonic right now. And, uh, we got we got Sonic movies. We got 3D Sonic Frontiers. People try to hate on it. But that game ended up selling well. Um, and then now we also, if you like that that 2D Sonic, then you got oh, Sonic Superstars, you. and you got all the homies. So if you don't want to be Sonic, you be you can be Knuckles. You can be mm-hmm. everybody else. You can be Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it it has like it, it has everything that you love about the 2D games, but then you even saw like there there are little 3D portions of the game. <laughs> um, it felt like a throwback with a with the, with what they said, like with what I said earlier, a fresh coat of paint. Um, so modern. So I think that this is gonna be one of those games that I I feel like people will like. We'll see how this the Sonic purists take to this one, but regardless, um, it, I think it's one of those ones that's gonna sell well because people are loving Sonic right now. They can't get enough of it. Sega. Sega, you thought they were dead, but here they are, just dropping games after games after games. So yeah, uh, what did you think of this this Sonic game, A-Dub, that was announced? I thought it was absolutely gorgeous. It is the treatment that Sonic has deserved for a very long time, so I'm glad that he's finally getting this modern interpretation. Sometimes, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Sonic can be made in 3D, but... Is that really the best option all the time? I think 2D fits them a bit more. They got some 2D HD stuff going on where you can you can run on the walls in the background and then they got the, the 3D, like you're falling in space, but there's stuff that you're collecting and you're competing. Then they got pixelated side. There's all kinds of different ways to vary up the experience based on what they've shown us. And yeah, man, it's... Definitely not something that I will personally look for. Yeah. However, it I like I like what they've done. I would like to know what they're going to do with chaos, and because it didn't look like they showed any of that in the trailer. Like, can you can you become supersonic? Is it still around? I'm trying to see that 3D supersonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And, oh, they got to bring back Metal Sonic. It's these elements of the Sonic franchise are inseparable. You gotta have, gotta have the Metal Sonic. You gotta have Super Sonic. 
I don't know about all the other extraneous characters that they added outside of the first three games and the Save the CD entry, which I had and love to death. Uh, Sonic 2, we know Michael Jackson made music for it, or did all the music for it. <laughs> this is unbelievable. You should definitely hold on to your physical copies of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> I have a feeling once, once that information gets around, like, we need more Michael Jackson music. It's like, well, there's it's one project. <laughs> but yeah, it's it looks great. I I hope that people gravitate toward it. I hope it does well. It's nice to see Sega still pumping them out, showing that they still got it. <laughs> they just got out of the console game. They didn't get out of the, the video game game. They're still around. Uh, AFC, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, no, game looks great. Don't have much more to say here. What's the uh, What else did you notice, Adam? What else did I notice? Peeled the sheet. I don't even want to talk about big stuff yet. Not that small stuff. Well, let's start getting into the big stuff. One game, I think this is easily my personal game of show, Under the Waves. So we got a trailer for it. It's... It's ridiculous how good it looks, especially for being a cross-chain game. It it looks like, uh, according to IGN, it's a new game with an underwater setting from Parallel Studio. Gameplay shown as a mix of submarine piloting and scuba diving with an unsettling atmosphere. The game is coming out August 29th. When we were being taken through the gameplay video, uh, you know, listening to the dialogue and trying to piece together exactly what it is that's going on, what the circumstances are going to be should I decide to take the dive? And it seems like this guy's been underwater for several years. I don't know if he's looking for something, if he's just an underwater repairman <laughs> or something of that nature, but he's underwater. He's got his own personal craft. He, he keeps a log. He has an AI and he talks to it. I guess that's his only friend. And yeah, it's, you have the submarine gameplay where it's third person outside of the craft. You're navigating through the water. You can see all the wildlife and the underwater foliage, the the overgrowth and, you know, the shipwrecks, the facilities, the things that time and people have all but forgotten. And then there's the character gameplay where you exit the sub and you begin scuba diving. It looks like you're able to interact with the environment to open up different kinds of pathways, engage with your, your objectives or other interactables to kind of repair things or piece together whatever it is you're down there looking for. So the game looks absolutely stunning. This is an idea that I haven't seen brought to life like this before. Uh, I've seen the likes of Subnautica. I've seen the likes of Abzu, but something like this that's you know, it, it's a bit sci-fi, it's a bit out there, but it's still realistic and grounded in that you're just a dude in the submarine under the waves. <laughs> AMC, how did you feel about it? Uh, yeah, it looked interesting. It had like a, it felt eerie, and who knows, like if it's just him losing his mind or if there is actually, you know, some shit going on where, where he is. But it was, uh, I thought- I was, love uh, games where people are losing their minds. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it's a it seemed like a kind of like a psychological thriller uh, in a game where you're also just you're underwater, which is like very lonely and very uh, 
I don't know, very, very new because we have no idea what's just undiscovered. And so there's a lot going on there and it seems like it has something interesting going on. Definitely not my style of game personally, but um, I definitely could see the appeal when I was watching this. I was like, damn, like this is, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. And um, we don't get a ton of games like this, like kind of like a, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was the the Tom Hanks Wilson like like Castaway? Oh, Castaway, yeah. yeah, but not as like humorous, I guess. Even though Castaway is in a comedy, but it has its funny moments. Um, and so yeah, it's uh, yeah, I would say this game was very interesting, very different, and I'm always for uh, different when it comes to things like this. So yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if you end up playing that. To let me know exactly what the hell is going on in this world. I more than likely shall. You know, it'll be streamed on twitch.tv slash controllations pod. So look out for that. It'll be coming out shortly before Starfield, hopefully, maybe, maybe even Armor Core 6. So, you know, I'll, I'll see if I can fit it in. But it's... It, it immediately shot up my my interest chart. So yeah, I'm I'm checking this one out. It's original, it's dope, and it might even get me ready for Starfield being a dude in a capsule traversing the most unexplored region on planet Earth, which is the deep sea. AMC, right. you got anything else for me? Yeah, this one uh opened the conference, a hey, dub. Yes. This one being Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, Ubisoft opening the conference. Uh, Ubisoft doesn't make any good games, they do. Um, so yeah, uh, this is a brand new game uh, for the new Prince of Persia series. Uh, it's coming out next early next year. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown is coming to PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC on January 18, 2024. This brand new side-scrolling action if, uh, action platformer with a vibrant art style so yeah this game um immediately opens the conference we're opening with the 2d prince of persia game so we're going back to the roots everything that we loved about prince of persia um but like with a ton of actions so prince of persia you play like the original prince of persia just like the original prince of persia you're kind of sword fighting but it's it's very simplistic and it's more methodical this one you're just fucking you're all over you're sliding you're popping up you're bla- you're hitting enemies comboing them going back and forth um the boss battles looked absolutely awesome you know like to be honest like it reminded me experience wise of uh metroid um metroid dread i played on the switch um you know metroid we loved it it's 2d roots then it went 3d with prime and it was nice to see it brought back um to 2d with dread and it was everything and, and more because you know you just have years of you know more powerful consoles you can do more in the 2d space um but also still have that great pure 2d action that you love from those style of games and this had all of that um with prince of persia um i i liked it was interesting how the boss battles were working he was fighting like what looked like a huge scorpion at one point he's sliding under the tail jumping up getting off his attacks hitting uh where he need the vulnerable points dodging back they showed you um like wall jumping side to side avoiding all the obstacles going over sliding under obstacles and then fighting like minions and or min, uh, enemies and then fucking them up with it with your sword uh just had everything going for it especially on the hills of um you know announcing was it the prince of persia remaster slash remake whatever that got ended up getting delayed after you know after its first reveal 
Um, and, you know, kind of assuming like, all right, well, we're not going to hear anything from Prince of Persia until that thing is, you know, solidified and ready to go. And lo and behold, little do we know Ubisoft is on the side working on another Prince of Persia game in the 2D space. And so, yeah, this one looks absolutely awesome. Also shows Ubisoft's range because people like to assume Ubisoft, they're, they're only about live service or cookie cutter open world games, but yet they come out with this 2D Prince of Persia game and absolutely surprised me with a game that looks looks like it's going to be a blast and i'm hoping that um it ends up delivering on all that in in january what did you think of this aim this game a dub when it opened up the conference well i was already enamored by the art style and then once the combat started going it was wow this is really impressive you know it's it wasn't necessarily the prince of persia that i personally would have looked for at the same token it was impressive it was interesting and it breathes new life into what has been a dormant IP for a pretty long time. Uh, the other Prince of Persia had to go back to the drawing board, as you mentioned earlier. <laughs> so in the meantime, so it felt necessary to keep people, keep people jazzed up on that Prince of Persia name, let people know, hey, the prince ain't gone, he's coming back. Here's the, here's the other guy. <laughs> and is that is that an other guy or is that a, like a different prince. The, the game is called Prince of Persia Lost Crown. Mm -hmm. So, like, so like the son of the, <laughs> the, the son the, of the king. <laughs> did the, the illegitimate son of the king come yeah. and take his crown? <laughs> and then is that why he looks like Killmonger? Like he's, is this the Killmonger game? Like kind of. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there yeah, were a couple. I mean, he had the haircut. There were a couple points in the in the. Uh, in the showcase where I was thinking to myself, like, are they making Killmonger games? <laughs> Which I, that's a phenomenal idea. I know that Marvel likes the popularity to be there and the otherwise guaranteed sales, but I'm telling you a Killmonger game where you like, and that's, and that's probably like the end game too, is there's, there's a small part of Wakanda and then there's the maps that you play on outside and whenever you need financing or money, you go into Wakanda and you got to do operation and steal, <laughs> and steal some vibranium and get out and sell it on the black market and that's how you fund all your all your deals and operations. But anyway, insofar as the Prince of Persia though, yeah, I absolutely love the combat. Like you said, he's he's doing all kinds of things. He's, he's flipping, he's popping up. I even seeing him like dodging weaponry within inches and all the animations seem to flow seamlessly into each other. They don't they don't seem very simple. Like everything ha there's a little bit of flourish and extraness on all the moves that I personally am celebrating. I'm, I'm all about it. So I, I, you're going to hear this a lot throughout the throughout the breakdown of the showcase, but it's not personally something I'd be interested in. However, I think that it's it looks amazing. I'm looking forward to hearing people's impressions. I hope it does well. And that's about where I stand. All right, what else? In the conference, caught your idea. I tell you what caught my eye that I didn't expect because as soon as they put it on, it was like, oh, let's see what let's see what everybody's gonna say that they're playing instead of Diablo Four, and we got to see the gameplay trailer for Path of Exile Two. <laughs> so back when we've been enjoying over a decade of Diablo Three, putting over a thousand hours in it, getting the platinums simultaneously, 
people were like, oh, Diablo 3, uh, it's not as good as Diablo 2. I'm going to be playing Path of Exile. That's the real Diablo 3. And then you want the real experience, you know, all that stuff. So Path of Exile 2 comes out, and I'm looking at it like, all right, here's your here's your opportunity to impress me with your, with your sequel. I've seen gameplay of Path of Exile 1, and it looks cool. It, it looks very interesting. I'm just so enamored with Diablo that it's very difficult for any similar kind of game to win me over, especially with the level of detail that Blizzard puts into their games. Like it's dude, I do the Frost Nova in the desert and it pushes the sand out of the way. And there's a perfect circle left around me. It, when enemies are exploding, because I'm throwing ice bolts at it puts circles, smaller circles in the ground. Like you can read what happened in combat in the sand. But I don't Path of Exile 2, it comes on, and it looks even more realistic and darker than Diablo 4 does. And I was like, okay, you got me with this art style and this, I'm guessing it's this wizard or this sorceress. She's running around. She's throwing what, and it all looks like Diablo stuff. She's throwing what looks like, you know, and then the arc pulses or charge pulses on the ground at enemies. She's using a frost nova. She's running from them. And then the, the boss comes through, crashes through the walls, calling down a meteor. And it it looks awesome. I'm gonna have to see a bit more because I remember when I was checking out the original game, it there was something where I was like, mm, I, I don't think I can do it. So I'm going to have to vet Path of Exile 2 very heavily to see if it's something I can get into. Very excited about it. Uh, the end of the trailer tease that we'll find out more about the game on July 28th. So you can look forward to more news next month. AMC, as someone who is also neck deep in the waters of Diablo, how do you feel about Path of Exile 2? Yeah, it looked cool. Looked, uh looked fun. Um I did like uh, at least like from a pure Diablo perspective, uh, the camera was um, a little more outer, so you know had that feel. Mm -hmm. um, look cool. Um, I don't really know much about the previous Path of Exile games, but this one did look like a, a fun, good game um, to play. And I would have to read more about Path of Path of Exile, but I did like the way it looked, the presentation, everything that it had to offer. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. And I'm I'm like knee deep in Diablo right now. So just knee? Knee deep in it. Oh, you mean just, like, like just waist, the knee. Waist, waist, <laughs> should I be waist deep in it? <laughs> I'm I'm fully submerged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drowned and then came up for him. Yeah. That's how deep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's uh yeah, it looks like a fun, fun, cool game. Looks awesome. You know, it's I, I love Diablo. I love games like Diablo. Still waiting for what's his face? The uh, what is it? Toy Workshop or whatever the Warhammer people are. <laughs> waiting for them to finally make the one. This is like, oh, this is one of the best games I've ever made. <laughs> Here's the secret, you guys. You got all the gameplay down. It's polish and level of detail. Like it's I gotta hear the clank of the feet on the ground, and it has to change depending on what's on the ground. It's got like slosh if there's monster blood. You know, you gotta cut something up. 
and you gotta see all pieces. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like you have to shoot at the wall and there has to be a bullet hole. It has to knock something off of the wall that flies across the screen. It's, it's all that stuff that brings experience together. It's that call and response of every action has an equal and opposite reaction. It's giving lessons up there. But AMC, what's the next game? The next game I got a dub. This is a, a game that we've seen trailers for, but we hadn't seen gameplay of. That being Mortal Kombat 1. Um, let's see. Let's read through this. Mortal Kombat 1 is out later this year. And we got a new look at gameplay for the next entry in the long-running series. We saw the new assist mechanic in action where fighters can call in help. A la, I think, like, Mar- uh, what is it? Um, Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom. Things like yeah. that. Um, where fighters can help uh, call in help from other Mortal Kombat characters in the middle of battle. And we saw a couple a couple fatalities, including a close-up shot of someone's rib cage and someone getting their heart ripped out from their chest. You know, Kano's in the game. Um, so yeah, that doesn't really even sum- summarize what happened. Um, we got a lot of close. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of explanation of what's going on. So for the people who hadn't played Mortal Kombat 11, like myself, didn't know really the story. Um, you know, the creator of Mortal Kombat, your boy Boone, came out and explained what was going on. And he basically said Mortal Kombat 11 ended with Luke Cage, Luke, uh, Luke Cage, Luke King finally ascending, becoming a fire god and creating, you know, his uh, another universe, an alternate universe. And so now that that explains why we're now in Mortal Kombat 1, why we're doing this re- reboot universe where now Luke King is the man. So we get a taste of that. We, we get to see what's happening as far as uh, the characters, how they look now. It seems like um, Scorpion and and sub-zero they're they're not at odds at this point um what i do enjoy is they they showed a lot of the characters like when we see Jax, it's it's that mortal kombat 2 jacks with uh without the metal arms um and uh raiden like there's a couple of changes like raiden is now younger uh luke king says he's inexperienced so we know that raiden isn't this elder god that you know that we've come to know from all these years like he he seemed to get older with every depiction i think they had like david carradine or somebody play him so like you know and he was like an older david carradine even at that point so raiden's always been kind of like the 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 mentor character within the series and this one it looks like he's a little bit younger that's kind of cool be a different take on raiden um and yeah um we get to see the combat. The combat has everything you love about Mortal Kombat games. If you like Injustice, has has everything there. Um, but now with yeah, with these added features where you can now call in other characters. So you see, like we saw characters fighting, and then next thing you know, Kano comes out, does the eye laser, and is blasting mm-hmm. the enemy to mm-hmm. to continue the juggle. I remember that was a thing with um with uh yeah with like you know just a lot of other games that like really worked in like extending combos or bringing out you know those those assists and um to see it in this game it looks great um i like the aesthetic going back to that that og look it's like like, like, (laughs) with new graphics yeah exactly so it's like like kung lao character always loved like he's in like the mortal kombat 2 like kung lao look um and um yeah so it has just so much going on the combos look so clean and crisp um and very vivid like you see exactly what's going on it's not just like a a frame counter style of action where you're missing the shots like you're seeing every bit of the action the the fatalities are just as gory and as detailed as, as and vivid as possible like there's just so much going on with this game that looks like 
like I was commenting to you, to you, it's like if you want, if you like anything right now, there's it seems like there's something for you. But the fact that like it's like current stuff, so it's like if you're into fighters, you got Street Fighter, you got Mortal Kombat, you got Tekken. Um, I believe they they've showed some games at like the at the PlayStation Showcase. Um, so there's just so many different styles of like fighters that you can jump into, and they're all like coming out within the same period of time. Uh, and it's absolutely awesome. Just overwhelmed. The game looks absolutely great. What did you think of Mortal Kombat 1, A-Dub? Right there with you. It looked absolutely phenomenal. I, I can't speak enough about this developer's combat system and just the way that they approach how they do it. As you said, it's not about counting frames and mashing buttons and, and perfect sequence so that you just not a frame wasted. The enemy has... No chance. And you know the other guys looking for the frame. Like, oh, is he going to drop this one? Is he going to drop this one? This one? <laughs> What's going to get me out of this combo? <laughs> but with Mortal Kombat, it's, it's the thing I love about this as well as Injustice, where they have this... It's, it's animation-centric. There's a rhythm and a flow to it. Like, you push... You push a certain button combination and they do this thing, but the thing doesn't represent, like when you push the button it's it's not like hit scan i should say where it's just like push the button you did damage it's it's not like that and that's how i feel street fighter is and that's why i just simply cannot keep up with it but this is like once i've understood the the general flow and the way that a character operates as well as what all of their moves do what kind of spacing they create what positioning it puts me in then i can start to put together an offense based on what i need in order to both remain offensive but still be safe enough to still give myself options defend myself and respond to whatever's coming into me so you know just watching this and it's it's not like a a move is like a single punch or a single kick. And it's like tap, tap, it's like swooping and sweeping and sliding and jumping and juggling and bouncing and countering and blocking. It's man, it's it's pure art what they do with Mortal Kombat. You know, it's especially considering how extremely over the top it is with the gore because I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I'm watching all these moves and it's like, okay, you shattered his spine and pull and pulled a hook out of his neck and he still has half his health and he's fighting like nothing ever happens. <laughs> so it's like it's that kind of thing where that's the disconnect with me in Mortal Kombat. It's like, come on man, save all the bone breaking and stuff for the fatalities or if you're gonna have that, then straight up make it like I broke your arm. Now all these combos you can't use. <laughs> like, you lose half the combos. <laughs> I would love to see, like, bring back Machine Play. But, yeah, on top of that, the visuals are awesome. I like I like that they had the, I want to say, gall to take it all the way back to one, especially with the way that the story ended in 11. And then some other information that didn't get shared like the game has a cameo system where you pick that that character that goes in with you in the battle and AMC you talked about that but the real cameo that we didn't talk about is that your boy Sean Claude Van Damme is in the game and he's doing his own voices 
Yeah, <sighs> that's gonna be out of control. <laughs> it's out of control, especially knowing that that I had I never had any idea that Mortal Kombat was inspired by Bloodsport and that they originally wanted it to be Van Damme the game. So for them to roll it back to Mortal Kombat One and have Van Damme in it in such a big way after trying and and failing multiple times, like that's that's a cool coming like coming full circle story. I like those. And it's just awesome. It throughout the showcase we we got little nuggets of Hollywood popping up in the video games. Uh, I don't know how people feel about that in general. Just because a Hollywood person is in something doesn't mean it'll be good. And we also shouldn't be too restrictive and hoping that don't let Hollywood get their get their grubby fingers on my on my hobby. But you know, when Hollywood gets involved, we end up with series like The Witcher and movies like Gran Turismo. We end up with adaptations of The Legend of Zelda that's going to be happening. We end up with the Super Mario movie. We end up with all these opportunities to see gaming branch out into different mediums and give us different ways to enjoy the things that we grew up with. So I'm all for video games in Hollywood overlapping. I think it's cool they got Van Damme. Mortal Kombat 1 looks phenomenal. It, look, it looks borderline like you're playing a movie, which has always been the the intent of the Mortal Kombat franchise. So it's nice to see it at this unbelievable level of visuals. Like, it's still fantastical and like saturated and bright, but at the same token, the art style and just the views and the vistas that you see in these different stages. Like I'm looking at a screenshot right now where uh, the sword guy is fighting against himself and he's he's in like this amazing hill hilltop location where he's got a pool with little floating floating inner tubes and things in it and it's infinity pool and then you see the sun setting in the background on the hills. Like it looks like if you lived in the Hollywood Hills and you know, cut up people with katanas in your spare time because you just have so much money and everything bores you. But yeah, that this it looks phenomenal. I'm super excited. Mortal Kombat One. Don't think I'm gonna be playing it. I'm still holding out hope for an Injustice 3 or something along those lines. But I am very interested to see what Sonic Fox can do with what they're putting out in this game. So I'll be paying attention to Evo <laughs> and trying to see if we if we got the next superstar. What you got up next, A Dub? Anything else? Well, we got a release date for Alan Wake 2. And we also got some additional gameplay information from your boy Sam Lake, who was very overdressed for the show. He was going to the Oscars. When I saw him take the stage, I didn't even think that that was that that was like a games person. It was like, who is is he an actor? <laughs> what is he? What is he doing? Oh, very very dapper. Uh, Alan Wake Two. He let it be known that the game is coming out October seventeenth, one day before your boy's birthday. So that's my early gift. I'm looking forward to it. He also let people know that in the game you will be playing as two protagonists being uh, your homegirl Saga, who's the FBI agent that's in the Pacific Northwest investigating what's going on with Alan Wake, and you'll also be playing as your boy Alan Wake trying to escape from, from the horror that he has been written into maybe even by his own hand. 
AMC. How did you feel about Alan Wake 2? Uh, yeah, it looks awesome. Um, has, I mean, I was counting the bullets, so I had that survivor horror feel as, mm-hmm. as they were just unloading shots into the chest of the, of that, that, that black mist goat head. Well, it was not goat head. It was a deer headed enemy. The deer um, head dude. He yeah. literally was, he literally was bringing the smoke. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, it was cool. Um, visually the game looks awesome. Um, tone wise, it looks like it's capturing everything that you liked about Alan Wake as, as far as like, it's like, it's feels like a thriller mystery, um, had everything going, uh, looks absolutely cool. Um, and yeah, um, I'm looking forward to hearing what people say when they get this. I didn't play the original Alan Wake and I, I own control and I haven't touched it. So, mm. I mean, this isn't that's a up. damn shame. Yes, this isn't personally like a game that's on my list of games that I want to play, but um, I'm happy to hear that, like, you know, Alan Wake 2 is coming back and looks like it's going to meet all the expectations that people have for it. So I can't wait to hear what people say when they play this game. It's absolutely on my list now, especially, well, not especially, almost solely because I played and loved Control. Uh, That was a fantastic game that brought us into this weird world inside a building that doesn't want to be found, that has no definitive form or structure as it shifts its innards (laughs) as it sees fit or maybe by some unknown influence. And you're the new director of the Federal Bureau of Control, and you're just trying to decipher what's going on so you can save your brother and push out the incursion of the hiss. But along the way in control, you're you're reading files, you're listening to tapes, you're watching videos, and you're just gradually you're just gradually being introduced to all the different elements and things that make up the the how and the why of why the Federal Bureau of Control is there, why that building is there, why they're in it, what's going on inside of it, what they tried to do about it, <laughs> what they think they can be done. It's just, it's it's interesting. It's a lot of redactions. It's a lot of, it's a lot of like, oh, we gotta figure this out. We sent in a team, they didn't come back, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So knowing that Alan Wake is tied into that universe, that's the primary interest for me going into Alan Wake and then Alan Wake 2 is because now I'm not playing it from the perspective of a gamer who's, you know, putting themselves in the shoes of Alan Wake going through the Brightfalls incident and trying to find his way out of this horror story he's written himself into. I'm looking at it from the perspective of an FBC agent actually out in the field trying to figure out what happened there and why is I, I have the whoever played control they now have the benefit of having the insight knowing that this is all happening because of an altered item that is that's making these things real. so you get to investigate what that item is how it works and get a better idea of how far reaching all all this stuff is and what needs to be done to really contain it. Then, you know, maybe get it to the Panopticon, I don't know. But yeah, I, I don't like to, I, I look forward to looking at it from this perspective. I look forward to just pulling that mystery apart. And above all, I look forward to having top quality horror. 
It's so amazing. It's visually stunning. Looking at the wind just battering the trees and swinging. It it gives me the same feeling I got when I was playing Bloodborne and I think I was going, like I was starting to get into the forest area and there's this like farmhouse on the side of a cliff and the winds are just out of control and all you hear is this banging over by the or about the building, and you come around the corner, and it's just the the door <laughs> swinging open and shut because of the wind. And I'm like, damn! This for a second, this just turned into survival horror. So it's it's these kind of things that I really enjoy, like the the noises, the weather, the the gloominess, and just the visuals are absolutely outstanding. So that's going to go a long way when you're putting things in the dark when you're up in your sound design so that you hear things in the environment. Just when things look real, more real and more detailed, they become more frightening because that gives you a sense of security and what you know and what you understand and what things look like. This looks safe. No, it's not safe. So yeah, that horror is my shit. I'll tell you all about it. I'll stream it. I'll let you know. AMC, how you feel about this? Uh yeah, looks uh looks cool. Um, all right, next game. <laughs> we already, 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 already gave my opinion on the game. So I know I'm giving you a second chance <laughs> in light of what I had to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay, so let's um move what on. Got? We got another release date, a dub. Because I thought this game was vaporware, a dub up until up until this Saturday when we saw a ton of gameplay, but now we know the release date. Spider-Man 2. Um, so just days after... Favorware for Spider-Man? And, uh, just days after, Sony shared a blowout gameplay presentation of Spider-Man 2. Summer Games Fest revealed the release date for the long-awaited PlayStation 5 exclusive. That is going to be... Drumroll, please. October 20th. Coming out this year? Isn't that coming out next year? Isn't that delayed? Um, we also so I'm got, moving out the way of the game. Yeah, we also got the box art reveal showing Peter and Miles in costume shooting webs, and learned that Venom will not be Eddie Brock. So, um, yeah, interesting. It's ruined it. Yeah, it's, it's a it's terrible. It's it's, it's breaking away from Anon. <laughs> why, um, why don't they just make the comic books? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's uh it's interesting. So I'm looking at a list right now of what games we know are coming out in October. So we got um Assassin's Creed Mirage, October twelfth. Um Man. Lords of the Fallen, October thirteenth. I don't know if that's like a game that people are looking forward to. Uh Alan Wake two. Some October, people are. Yeah, October <laughs> October or October seventeenth, we get Alan Wake two, as yeah. A dub just mentioned. You're damn right. And then we got Marvel Spider-Man 2 on October 20th and Alone in the Dark on <laughs> October 25th. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's crazy, A dub. Um it's this year is looking so stacked. Like that's not including what we have coming in in September, September 19th. We got Mortal Kombat 1, we got Starfield oh. on October 6th, we got uh we got Fay Farm on October eighth. <laughs> um, but yeah, Starfield's, so, up, Starfield's October sixth. 
No, September 6th. I'm oh. sorry. I had the wrong month. Uh, September 19th for Mortal Kombat 1. And then Fayfield will be on uh, September 8th. Um, it's a cozy game. Did you know about that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so many games coming out. It's it's stacked. A dub. What did you What did you think about you know finally getting the date, October twentieth? Where are you at with with Marvel Spider Man two? I know the game looks great, but mm-hmm. are are you a, a day one? Is this one? It's it's so stacked that it might get pushed off until later in the year. Where are you at with uh, Spider Man? I mean, even if it wasn't stacked, I don't think it would be a day one. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I loved Spider-Man, but I loved it so much that I didn't need to play Miles Morales. And honestly, I don't feel like I need to play Spider-Man 2. There's not really much of a want there either, which is kind of strange because I have been waiting very long for this run of Spider-Man games because they're, they're excellent. However, it's like, it's kind of hard to explain. Like you love something, but you're not excited about it. <laughs> like maybe the passion has died for me in the relationship. Maybe that's what it is. And well, what, it's, what, it's, what, def- it's definitely me. It's not Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, what I would say, the similar feeling I have, because like I definitely, before the gameplay reveal at the Sony showcase, I was very much like, I could possibly not play Spider-Man 2. And there's something like, because like, yeah, Spider-Man 1 was so good. And you kind of sit there and you're like, what? are they going to do that's not going to have it feel like I'm playing Spider-Man one, even though like, you know, I'm playing Spider-Man two, like what more? And that was kind of the feeling I got with Miles Morales. I was like, I know it's going to be a good game, but is it going to kind of be more Spider-Man? And that's like, I don't know. That's kind of the issue I have with a lot of games. Like that's where it's like, are you truly into the sequel or not? Like I, I tend to fall off. I know you typically play more of them, but it's like, like I didn't play last of us too. As I said, I didn't play God of War Ragnarok. All great games by all accounts. Didn't play Ragnarok either. Yeah, um, I have no desire to play at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and I know that they're they're great games, but it's just like I kind of love the original, and I'm not sure I need to revisit that space. I saw Spider Man two, and I was like, you know, I know this is going to be good, and I'm now interested after seeing like you know Venom, Venom suit, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. um that like uh, okay i'm i'm interested to jump i'm i'm now going to jump back into that world definitely not a day one for me um i mean i'm gonna let diablo ride <laughs> as far as it goes until the wolves Ooh. fall off right. and I'm, then, I'm gonna uh, get through at least two diablo characters before i start yeah. thinking about another game yeah and then i'm i'm gonna i i want to jump back into midnight sun so i'll be playing that and then um yeah, so who knows if I end up getting to that. I feel like there's like another game in there that I also want to play. So oh uh, and then I want to get Tears of the Kingdom eventually. So Oh wow. Um, yeah, so I definitely don't have any space in the rest of the year for Spider-Man 2. So that'd be like probably an early, like maybe January, maybe like February style of game that I'll be jumping into. But um yeah, nice to see we got a release date, October 20th. Anything else? Sorry, I, I jumped in there with the uh that feeling of I know the game's going to be good, but I don't have a strong desire to really revisit, like, feeling. <laughs> yeah, man, I share the same sentiment, especially from a scheduling perspective, because I'm going to play be playing Diablo forever, or at least for the rest of this console generation. And if they re-release it on PlayStation 6, I'm buying that copy and starting from scratch. Well, probably don't have to because it's all on servers and I'll have all my characters and stuff, but just picking up right where I left off, continuing along. Uh, Armored Core, 
more than likely coming in September if that house hasn't already been confirmed. Baldur's Gate's going to be out, so that's going to be looming in the shadows. Starfield, and just those alone. That's that's. I don't want to say more than enough. It's too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that might be the end of my console generation right there. Like, say, give or take. You know the occasional game here and there that sneaks into the rotation like of course i'm waiting for a little devil inside i'm gonna try to get a hold of yes your grace and just there's all kinds of like little things that are circling that we can't think of right now but when they come up it's like oh i forgot about this game put it in my rotation and like I got everything I needed out of Spider-Man. <laughs> like there's there's not much I, I I want more. Like there's there's no hunger for like, oh I gotta get a sequel. It's just like, you know what, that was good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good at all that. So yeah, man. I, I wish Spider-Man well. I'm sure I'll end up playing it at some point, but I'm in no rush to do so. And that's the beauty of being a gamer in this modern day and age. We have so many options we have so many things that can be our favorites and we have so many things that probably would be our favorites that we don't even have time for because we're trying to cater to all the new stuff so yeah there's that amc i would say like that's like uh kind of like you know there's a lot of pushback when people made comments about like exclusives aren't everything <laughs> and i like i it's like kind of playing out in that way like it's like when you have great third-party games sometimes like exclusives aren't like the end-all be-all um with your choices and like we're looking at it like a ton of great exclusives but like what are we talking about we're talking about diablo we're talking about armor well armor core is that exclusive no the armor core like it's there's so many just great games Baldur's Gate. alan wake like there's just so many midnight suns yeah there's so many great games as it is and then on top of that they're exclusives but like you could be totally eating perfectly fine just on third-party multi-platform games <laughs> as it is because there's just so many great ones out right now it's it's crazy um Okay. Yeah, well, I, I get. I get why people complain about the exclusive thing because you do want to have those those touchstone games that just set the console apart and you, you know make it clear that like this is why we made this console. This is what it's capable of. This is what you can expect from us. And you know you got to send a message with those. But, but people, know, they, people got to get off. Yeah. People got to get off. <laughs> got to get off the triple a diet people got to get off the whole exclusives or everything business it's just like look at the exclusives pick the ones that most appeal to you and go with that platform like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be this console war you don't have to justify your purchase you don't have to make people feel bad about theirs or Try to big yourself up. Oh, I, I'm a master race. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need all that. It's just play games. Just enjoy yourself. Do what works for you. Just have a good time. Like it, when Jeff Keighley gets on that stage, he's not bringing any of the BS with him. He's just up there, like, look at all this cool shit. <laughs> and then he shows you a bunch of cool stuff, and then he gets out of there. The, the man yeah, knows what he's like, doing. It's it's what it what all these showcases should be, which is a celebration of games. But mm -hmm. people would just get caught up with like, well, what's the identity of my console? Yeah. <laughs> like they don't even care if the games are good. They just want to know what's the identity, what's the narrative surrounding my console. Like, is my purchase like, is my purchase justified? It's like, are you playing good games? 
then it's, then that's all that should matter. Yeah. People are like, well, you won. Yeah, it's like I might not be playing Spider Man, but I want to know that I have the only Spider Man game. <laughs> <laughs> like that's like literally how people think. Like it's, yeah. it's like <laughs> it's like how, it's, how dare you buy a studio? But but we're yeah. about to get all publishers, so we we about to be in this. Yeah, like there shouldn't be PC ports because it it devalues my console. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Yeah, by uh, making more money so they can make you more games. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought I thought you could only play it on PlayStation Solid State Drive. Yeah. Like so, yeah, it becomes like a whole thing. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, what else do we have? A dub? Any other? I know there's just one. There's one big more. One more big announcement. Was there anything else, or you want to just get right to that one? Do we want to talk about? <laughs> Do we want to talk about Yakuza? <laughs> Yakuza gated. Uh, I mean, if you want to hit that, really, <laughs> you can do that. Right. I'm good on it. Nah, I, I, get, I mean, they revealed a new, a new Yakuza, the man who erased his name. It actually looks kind of dope because I like the main character, but it's just that good old Ryu Gagataku development madness that goes on where you just you're the baddest dude of all time. <laughs> Everybody's ass in the streets using super moves to make absolute. My man conjures energy whips and swings multiple dudes to right his head. He's hitting them with like light up poster displays from movie theaters. It's absolutely nutty. Like, I understand why people like those games. I just don't understand why people like those games. <laughs> they straddle such. A crazy line, and I don't know how they execute it perfectly every time, but I I respect it, man. <laughs> All day, AMC. How did you feel about the man who erased his name? I mean, the game was the game was absolutely ridiculous. It's it's the the pure yakuza that's now become like the side that side piece yakuza, but it was the pure form the side time. piece. Yeah, the more action oriented Yakuza game. Uh, oh, I, like, I think I think this is it says like a dragon guide the man exactly. who erased his name. Yeah, it's it's the side piece game because it used they to be made it guided. Yeah, like it used to it used to be Yakuza, then like a dragon was the hit, and they're like, you know what, we're making this now the flagship, uh the, the more turn-based style, and we're gonna move this one over to the the Gaiden <laughs> series. Um so yeah, this is if I were were to play a Yakuza, Yakuza game, I'm I'm more beholden to the uh the the I was gonna say the traditional, they only have one of them, but you know, the the turn-based Yakuza, so the the pure like a dragon as opposed to the the Gaiden. Um <laughs> so this one is totally off of my radar, but I, I'm glad to see that the people who miss that that style of Yakuza game, they still have their 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 combo. Yakuza game. <laughs> so all these years, I mean, I go back since the NES era, back when Ninja Gaiden was out. And it never occurred to me to look up the word Gaiden. <laughs> it, it means side story. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Ninja Gaiden is Ninja Side Story. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's kind of dope. Yeah. <laughs> like Ninja this whole time, Ninja Gaiden is just a side story of some other shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, and this <laughs> It's a deal uh, one of the best franchises of all time. Yeah, and, uh, uh, so, it's yeah, awesome. Yeah, because uh, um and so yeah, let's 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 get to it, A dub. Let's we get, get to the big one, huh? 
the big one. This is this game was also vaporware dub. <laughs> Everything's vaporware dub, but this one was vaporware. We didn't know if this was ever coming. It was, it was just going to end on a cliffhanger. We were never going to get all three games a dub. They're yeah. never going to release the other parts. You're going to be waiting. <laughs> You're going to be waiting your whole lives. So here we go. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth at the Summer's Games Fest. This is how we ended it. He he, he tried to he tried to trick you. He he threw the misdirection with the I got some Final Fantasy news, and then it, <laughs> it, it was nothing about the video. <laughs> nah, nah. Call DoorDash. Get your Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> get your codes. Get that bait for Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> that, it, yeah. So the was it Final Fantasy fifteen? It was all about a uh, couple noodles. Now now we got DoorDash tied into Final Fantasy. Um, I like how Jeff Keeley didn't didn't let people get their hopes. Up at that moment, he goes like, "No, no, no, no." <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He he overall just killed it. Um, and so yeah, uh, so we got at the very end of the showcase this is how we ended. This is the the one more and the mic drop. This is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So let's read what IGN has to say. We got our first look at the second part in Square Enix's Final Fantasy VII Remade Trilogy, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. We saw Cloud, Aerith, and the rest of the party riding through the expansive fields of the world outside of Midgar. We saw the party riding chocobos, exploring towns, and discussing Sephiroth's inevitable return. Also, your boy isn't even back yet fully. Plus, mm -hmm. Red 13 is joining the party, this time as a playable fighter. Mm -hmm. The game is coming uh, they, to PlayStation they're char 5. They're charging us to play as Red 13. <laughs> yeah. The game, is, <laughs> the game is coming to PlayStation 5 early next year. So, yeah, we finally got... um. The reveal of this game, uh, we saw gameplay, we saw we saw a ton of action, we saw a ton of story content, we saw Aerith, we saw Tifa, we saw everybody, <laughs> we saw Barrett, we saw Red 13 fighting, doing the damn thing. Um, I'm sure this game is gonna come with a ton of come with a ton of content. Um, yeah, I mean where where are you at with uh one this reveal, but where are you at with the uh, Final Fantasy Seven remake. I believe you said you were if you were gonna play, you're waiting for all three games to come out. But yeah, we're, yep, we're and, with this. And this reveal has made that an even more excruciating statement to hold fast to because dude, it's, it's uh, like why, by the time you <laughs> why can't why can't we why are they only doing Midgar? Well, what happens to the rest of the game? And then this happens and it's like, all right, here's here's the plan. Chill out, fellas. It's the most beautiful open world I've ever seen rendered. It's unbelievably gorgeous. And just the reality that you're out there running with your party like a like a straight up JRPG. And it's it occurred to me when I was watching this, there's a scene in the trailer where Cloud is walking, he's by the side of he's walking up to a stream, and by the side of the stream, Red 13 looks like he's taking a drink, and Aerith is over there just just kicking, kicking the water, kicking rocks, and I was just like, "Ew!" Like this is this is our chance to be with her again, but just on a completely different level, where it's rendered beautifully. It's in this open world. There are additional animations. It's it's a slightly different story because you know, for for tens of millions of people, that was probably the first heartbreak that they've ever experienced in their life when. Eris was just unceremoniously done away with by Sephiroth. And, you know, it's 
I think that broke a lot of people's hearts. It's just looking at this game the way it is and just the amount of love and detail that's gone into it. it just know like we get to we get to be in that open world adventuring with our friends and loved ones once again. And it's at this graphical fidelity with this combat system, this action. At toward the end they showed a uh what looked like an encounter with a golem and just seeing the numbers pop out of them as like Tifa or somebody is hitting them and the clouds dodging out of the way of the long range attacks and blocking parrots moving around just pelting <laughs> man it's it's gorgeous like I want to play it I just cannot bring myself to to do the the part thing that's not me man even when it comes to appointment TV and all that stuff it's very rare when I'll follow a show week by week by week. Once Netflix came with the whole, oh, you could just binge a whole season model. That's the way I wanted things to be even better if I can wait long enough for all the seasons to be out so I can watch it as one monumental film in a way. But you know, with this game, I gotta have the whole thing all at once and just like go through it at my leisure. Yeah, like 300 hours of content. <laughs> and this is all comes out. Well, man, I'm at 100 hours with Diablo 3. <laughs> it's been like a week. <laughs> I mean, this Diablo is, this 4. Is, this is Final Fantasy. <laughs> like, this ain't Diablo. Yeah, it ain't Diablo. Yeah. And I feel like, and that's the thing, like with Final Fantasy, you can you can pick and choose where you want to go and, and there's a finite into it. With Diablo, it's like I'm playing classes, going through, I'm deleting my character, I'm playing the campaign again. Ooh, it's time for season. And then I start all over, all again, try a different build, try a different build. Maybe I can use this unique. Oh, what happens if I go here? Oh, they put an expansion out. But with Final Fantasy, it, it's finite. Like once I do everything, everything is done yeah, and it'll be completed. Good. It's gonna be like I'm playing the first one. Oh, now I got this DLC. Now I'm playing the second one. Now I got that DLC. Now I'm playing like it's gonna be so much content. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't care. I want. I want the complete package. I want to get that complete edition. You're gonna be on PS7 if I play this game. This so bit. Hopefully, I, hopefully I live to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing like Final Fantasy 19 by then. <laughs> if it's good. Yeah, it's going to be so <laughs> It depends. It depends on how 16 goes. Yeah. We got that coming up. But no, it's, I, I don't want to be left on a cliffhanger. I don't want to be waiting years to get, yeah. get my next hit. Yeah. I want to be in this gorgeous open world. I, I want that. I want that airship. It's been, I don't think that we've seen like, modern JRPG airship yet navigating the open world. Like that was the largest loss that we've had from the transition from like the the PS2 era to well the transition from like I guess before HD and after HD because I remember with Final Fantasy 13 Square mentioning that you know, they, they couldn't do HD towns the way they wanted to, so there won't be any towns and make it linear like modern warfare, <laughs> so we can have better presentation. <laughs> and it was it was it was a lot of ideas and and trend chasing that ultimately got us to where we are now. And I'm extremely grateful for all that, but I wasn't too pleased with that learning process 
along the way. And one of the biggest things we lost was airships. Uh, there's been some chatter online about people who think that they saw the high wind in the trailer. So I'm very excited about that. I'm trying to see your boy Kate sit. <laughs> I'm trying to get back. Yeah. I'll try to see that. I know that's in that's in seven, right? In the the first yeah. one, remake. So that's in seven. Kate Sip is the man. Are you ready for Vincent AFC? I know. It's yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Are you ready with, are you ready for putting the all materia inside of your rifle and hitting all the flying enemies at the same time? <laughs> Well, that's the thing is, I never played with Vincent in the original Final Fantasy. What? So this is oh, gonna be man. this is he gonna be like clutch. all new to me. So I can't, I cannot wait <laughs> for that. Vincent part. was clutch because he had the firearms and he could shoot flying enemies. Uh, you you needed to use a certain material combination with other characters who had melee weapons in order to enable them to be able to hit flying enemies. With Vincent, he could just stand there, <laughs> like they put the all material in there. Hits everybody with, with that blunderbuss shot. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, and Sephiroth, it looks like they're they're bringing out Genova, the 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 mutant going wrong, or the the alien the alien lady who turns like, into a like, crazy creature. Like mother, mother. <laughs> yeah. I never I never quite understood the story of the original one, so I'd have to. That that's another reason why I would enjoy playing it is kind of to get. Well, I, there's obviously an alternate telling of the story but to yeah. kind of get like a fuller understanding of what's going on or um, do you do you want to do you want to know i i beat the the original it's just like i can't i don't it's been so long that i don't really remember like a lot of the story but well, uh, for, i mean I as far as i remember i think sephiroth found out he was cloned from a, a yeah. dead alien and yeah. lost his fucking mind <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> sorry for cousin but <laughs> sephiroth Found, found out the truth about his birth. Yeah. Didn't like the results and went on the biggest tantrum anyone could ever imagine. Yeah. As he tried to destroy the world with the meteor. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's interesting. From my standpoint, I own Final Fantasy VII Remake and have not touched it. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where it's like, that's that's like another reason why I'm like on the fence with Final Fantasy 16 is that I actually would prefer to play seven over 16, but like I don't have like there's just so many good games right now, but I've also owned it for like over a year now. So there's been plenty of good games that I've played in place of it. So that's why I like it's for me. It's like I I'm waiting for that, like that itch to build up for Final Fantasy to finally jump into this game. But like I'm it looks awesome. looks absolutely amazing. It's just I've. I've, I've kind of I'm in my break period from Final Fantasy, but um, the people who liked it loved uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it seems like this one is going to be that and then some. So um, I'm I'm totally pumped to hear what um, how this comes out and how people react to it. And yeah, I like what they're doing. I liked especially like the uh, the options as far as like being able to go turn based versus a more action style of Final Fantasy. So this is the one that like it tried to you know uphold some to some of the 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 diehards the more traditional style but then you know mix in some of the newness for the people that you know have gotten who jumped into it in the the later generations so um i i always like that blend and knowing that this game has that that's always been the appeal to jump in but who knows when i'm going to actually play final fantasy 7 i paid money for this game and i'm like nowhere near touching it so we'll, we'll see how that goes <laughs> i paid money 
I put money on it. I put money down on this and have no desire to play it. So, but it looks awesome. So I'm it happy. Phenomenal. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear when people will finally play it to see what they think. And it's coming early next year. I thought it was vaporware, and it's it's waiting there. It's right yeah. there at the finish line. Just wait for you to get to it. Yeah, like people like to think Square Enix they they don't know what they're doing, but they they clearly know what they do what what they're doing when it comes to the JRPGs, and this one is one of the stellar entries in that franchise. So well, you'll, awesome. you'll you'll hear about it a little later, but in general, people tend to think that all the companies in the gaming industry have no idea. What they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like okay, running multi billion dollar global companies. No idea what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mercy, but yeah. We got Joe Week. Yes. So trolls coming sideways at the summer game fest, or as our first troll lovingly refers to it, the bummer lame fest. <laughs> <laughs> Next show says annoying screaming assholes in the crowd. What's well, a live event, dude? What did you expect? Next show says this showcase felt a bit meh overall. Also felt like Sony squeezed in some stuff to try and make up for their subpar showcase in May. I just kill you to pull some strings. <laughs> so so Sony put out their May showcase. Mm. Realized that oh we we forgot something. <laughs> and begged your boy Jeff, like, hey, can you please, please insert this in your show? Like, no, dude, that's not how that is. What's going on is this suggests that maybe Sony has more stuff to show and they plan to show it over a longer period of time instead of confining everything relevant to what they're doing over the next year or so into a single day showcase. So, you know, it's called thinking long term. It's called playing the long game. It's called playing your cards close to the chest. It's called strategy. These are called tactics. These are things that you do when you're running billion dollar multinational corporation. You can't just throw everything out and think that, you know, oh, there you go. Now you know everything. That's, that's not how everything happens. People, I know people want to know everything, but we shouldn't assume that because they don't tell us what we think they should tell us, that they don't have anything to tell us. I like they have the, a plan. Uh, Let's wait on it. I like the, the acquisition conspiracies where people are like, oh, Sony's intentionally trying to look weak <laughs> so, that Microsoft won't get, so that Microsoft won't get Activision. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Trying to look weak. <laughs> yeah, holding back games. No, we can't. We can't. We can't talk about. See, the, we, we don't have anything. <laughs> we can't talk about the the timed exclusives. <laughs> like, we don't want to. We don't want to look like. Like. <laughs> like they have no responsibility to their shareholders as well as their 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 market peers to let it be known what they're working on and when it's coming, <laughs> so that everybody can get their <laughs> chains and their pipelines together to yeah. figure out how to put this product out and make the most money off of it. Come on, you guys. This bad picture is going too far. Next show says, that was so bad, it almost made Sony show look decent. <laughs> First of all, Summer Game Fest showcase was not bad. You get out of here with all that. Mortal Kombat 1 alone was enough to make that legit. 
We got release dates. We saw gameplay. We saw a wide gamut of games from the likes of Mortal Kombat to, to what is it, Faith Armor? <laughs> from gory to coast. We've seen it all. It's under the waves. I can't wait to play that. Yes, your grace. I'm already actively looking for that. However, seeing that it's on Xbox and Switch, I know that Xbox probably pulls some shenanigans or something. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait that six months to a year and see if it pops up on PS5 like Death's Door and Tunic and waiting. the Ascent. Might have to keep waiting. It, uh... I got I got something to pass the time with. <laughs> you have an Xbox, you could just be playing it. Yeah, I could, <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I like to keep every the same way the Master Race, the same way the PC Master Race people like to keep all their games in one launcher why do we have to have so many different launchers hey i want to keep everything on my one console that i prefer playing instead of going between two consoles i got a xbox for xbox exclusives the bamboozled me on a couple of them but you know what i'm sticking to my forces i'm sticking to my starfield you're waiting on that redfall weren't you (laughs) a little bit i wanted it i was very interested you were ready to drop 70 bucks on that <laughs> because I was interested in it for the Far Cry aspects and just exploring that world and seeing the, the visual stories of it, but finding out that it, it was a tad bit messy was was a hell of a deterrent. Like normally I don't let reviews guide my decisions, but you know, there's a certain threshold where you just gotta see the writing on the wall and be like, you know what, it's it's not worth it. <laughs> Next show says everything that announced was a disappointment. Everything. Everything. Even the data Spider Man. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Not soon enough. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to play it before Starfield. Now I'm never playing it. (laughs) And last show says Xbox is in absolute shambles. Oh, man, I really wish that we weren't recording today. I wish we were recording tomorrow after we got to watch the Xbox showcase. Uh, but you know what? That's life. That's time. Uh, these trolls. I don't know what to say about them, man. If if you watch Summer Game Fest and not come away with something that you're interested in or that at least made you smile, <laughs> then what are you doing? Like, why are you watching these shows? Why are you paying for these boxes? Why are you looking for your next hit? Like, if if none of that does it for you, or if the promise of most of the things to come hasn't kept you in good spirits, what are you doing, man? AMC, it, you got me thinking of this. All right, we're back. AMC, you got anything for this? Nah, I mean, it was a great showcase. I loved it. I, I was happy, pleasantly pleasantly surprised to see that it was in front of a live audience. It's something that, you know, I've heard people like echo this, like, oh, like I, I missed when it was in front of a live audience or back when people were complaining about showcases that were back in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. But now they miss it. But so I like that Jeff Keighley, he's kind of the torchbearer of like, you know, everything that is game centric, not like this console war BS. Yeah. Yeah. Like he is, he's passionate about video games and bringing them to people and just the wonder that they are. And so, yeah, it was great that he was able to do this live. Um, it was great that he was able to get the quality of games here, the, the quality of announcements. He created news, which is the most important thing. 
you know, like sometimes you worry that with these showcases, a lot of it's just like, oh, a bunch of games that we've already seen, but he actually brought a lot of newness to this. And as he said, from all perspectives, he hit, he got a little from every console. He got, um, he got some stuff for PC. He got a little bit of, he got all the different categories as far as genres go with type, different types of games. So he, he definitely had just a wide variety and array of different style of games. He had something literally for everybody. Um, and so, yeah, I would, I'm happy about this because it's, it's just solidifies that the summer game showcase will continue to be a thing. And I think that also that publishers will also continue to take note and, you know, they're going to they're going to hold back some of their stuff um, because as we were discussing with Spider-Man and people were like, oh, it was such a disappointment when we didn't get a date. Like you got all this gameplay and because you didn't get a date, it's like, oh, this is such a disappointment. Well, we now know that Sony was holding off and like it's important that like you slowly trickle out information. And so it's great to have these other showcases that aren't you know since we don't have e3 outside of e3 that can uh relay information to people and so uh yeah i'm glad to see that you know jeff Keeley continues to do the damn thing and uh i disagree with all these trolls this was absolutely phenomenal even if i'm not getting like 90 percent of the games on this thing i still mm-hmm. walked away with games that i would get and so that's for me that's the most important thing walking um, away with games i wish i had time for yeah exactly so um I'm I'm I was completely happy with anything for you, a dub with these trolls. And while all this is happening, No Man's Sky gets another big update. Singularity. Damn. <laughs> Just from all sources, ongoing. Uh, this is the worst generation ever. <laughs> I can use to play a game forever. Just, just sell your console. Give it, give it to a child who doesn't have one. Yeah. You, you got old. You lost your dinosaur. I'm pretty sure I've said that in the previous show. I've reiterated today. You lost it. You just, you lost the spark. You, yeah. you became, you became an adult. <laughs> you forgot how to fly, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, these trolls. I got them for I got nothing for them. I'm I barely have enough time for all these fantastic games. I've been I've been getting better, you see. I've been engaging less <laughs> online. I've been I've been letting the online work me up less than it has in the past. I, I also noticed that there's like this spot in my face that it's always tense. <laughs> I'm usually like tightening my jaw and I've learned how to relax my face and that has opened my life up to a whole bevy of opportunity. Like I'm just, I'm appreciating things. I'm not frightening people when I walk past them on the street. It's, it's a good day. And you know, it's, it's a lot easier to let go when I'm just not tense all the time. So I don't know. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe the trolls need to learn how to relax their faces and go out there and just smell the the smoky California air. <laughs> Some wildfire going on somewhere, or you know, enjoy yourselves, man. We we got a great show. We got great news. More news to come. More games to come. I had some little hits. I mean, we we come to find out. We come to find out. Mark, but yeah, let's, let's keep oh, going. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. We, 
I mean, Diablo 4 news. We come to find out Whoopi Goldberg is a fan. And she desperately wants to play Diablo 4 on her Mac. <laughs> she she made a blast to your boy, Rob Ferguson. Was like, make it happen. Maybe. She didn't even make a blast. Apparently, she like spoke to him. <laughs> or something like that or she made a tweet whatever she wants to play it on her back I, I would love to co-op with Whoopi Goldberg let's go run this hell tide <laughs> yeah AMC I can't wait to run hell tide with you uh, yeah. there's so much I can't wait for that multiplayer to finally kick in it's gonna be so good multiplayer we got the Xbox showcase tomorrow we got the Starfield showcase what the day after I believe um are we certain uh, about that what starfield showcase no the starfield yeah. starfield i believe it's all tomorrow or all oh, Sunday. Damn. so yeah. xbox more than likely about to reveal halo i mean not halo fable more than likely they they put out one hell of a tease it, it was a video i think it was like gold glitter leading somebody upstairs in a, a fable looking home or, or something not even a fable looking home but something there was some glitter but everybody knows that glitter. They know the music. It was like, all right, are they teasing it? And, you know, I've been seeing some talk around the net, hearing people say things like, it better not be a collection. <laughs> and for the sake of Microsoft, for the sake of Bill Spencer, it better not be a collection. If you're doing anything Fable related, it better be showing that new game. Or if you're going to do a collection, do a little misdirection. Hit them with the collection first and be like, oh, wait, one more thing. <laughs> Everybody love a little one more thing. AMC, is there anything you're looking forward to in the upcoming showcases? Anything that hasn't been shown, maybe, that you're looking forward to or would like to see more of and hope you see? Uh, as far as Xbox, I mean, there's a lot. Um, or just in general. It doesn't have to be specifically Xbox. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what other showcases are there coming up? What Ubisoft Forward? Uh, okay. Um, no, we'll just focus on Xbox. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I got one. <laughs> I got one to, to <laughs> shut you down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's mainly going to be Xbox, and yeah, yeah I want, there's a lot that I want to see there. One, I, I definitely can't wait for you know the Bethesda Starfield showcase to see what oh, what, yeah. what all is going on there. Yeah, because they got uh, a lot of explaining to do. Um. Well, I mean, just a lot to show because we haven't seen really anything. So there's like, well, that's that's what I meant. Like explaining like, I, the game. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like a lot of like, like we need to know the frames and we need to know like all that, all that stuff. Um, hey, they got it's it's gonna be whatever it's gonna be. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope it's one way, but if it's the other way, I, Lord help them. Would you would you stop? Would you not get it if it wasn't sixty? <laughs> It would have to be the smoothest 30 anyone has ever seen in their lives because I'm I'm trying, man. I'm trying to play these cinematic modes on my on my TV and it's 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 borderline abusive and I can't keep doing that to myself. So if if there's no 60 was, frames, was, was, was like Survivor, that could really be was Survivor so, a tough one for you? Yeah, especially since that 60 like wasn't really 60. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like I thought you enjoyed it. It was like 40. Well, the game was fantastic, but yeah. the the performance definitely took away from what the experience could really be, especially when you get in into less active areas and the 60 dials up and it's like, "Oh, this is what you're supposed to look like." 
And then suddenly, you know, two stormtroopers, two droids, and a, a giant creature come out of nowhere. And it's like, ah, back to the slideshow. Let's do this. And, you know, not really a slideshow, but just dip it in the 50s, dip it in the 40s. Like, you notice it. And it's it does well enough to hold up. I haven't been following the most the most recent patches. I haven't done much of anything with the game since I completed it other than check out patches to see how the performances come along. And they were improving with it. It's just, I lost track. I hope they got it a little tighter since. I'll probably boot it up and go look at it. No, that's, that's the episode. That's just me talking. But yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, if, yeah. but Starfield, they gotta do 60. They have to. For me, they have to. I gotta be able to experience that game in sixty. Well, yeah. So I'm looking forward to Starfield. See everything else that that game has to offer. So just a full like info blowout as far as like the gameplay and how that how that's all going to work. Then um, I'm interested. I want to know more about the stuff. <laughs> like, am I gonna like am I gonna find derelict ships? And in orbit around planets and stuff like that. Like, am I gonna, am I gonna just like happen across, you know, a facility or a camp on a random planet? Am, am I gonna see things? Am I gonna be able to do things on an asteroid? <laughs> am, I, am I gonna land on the moon? All this kind of stuff. So, just yeah. the basic sci fi questions like, exactly how deep are we going into what it is we can do? And the more, the better, because I I want the most, I want the most fully featured space opera experience I could possibly have. And Bethesda just might be the only developer capable of giving me what I'm after. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's it's Bethesda. It's like, we know 76, but then you think about everything else. <laughs> it is just like, so I'm, I'm, I, I'm. I'm not at all like uh you know like some people it's all about like all I all I care about is the frames, <laughs> and then for other people it's just like what does this mean for Microsoft? For me it's just like I just want to I just want to see everything that this game has to offer because it is definitely like one of it would be it would make a stronger selling point for getting an Xbox after owning a Switch and a PlayStation. Like I I can barely keep up with the games as it is right now, so to add a third console would be just it'd be absolutely insane, but. I would like them to create a, a a good problem for me to have. So yeah, I want to see what Starfield. So you, gotta, you gotta win that that Porsche Xbox. Yeah, no, yeah, get that Porsche. He does <laughs> it. He does it. We'll we'll have to do a swap. If I win the Porsche, I could do a data transfer and let you get my my Series X. Yeah, um, and then so yeah, I, I want to see that. I want to see. I want to see if they if they if they do a new gears or do a gears collection to see what that because I never played any of the previous gears so that could be pretty hot if they did. You never played any gears of war. I tried like the other one. It was like Corey had it. I played it for. I jumped into like a co op like like in the middle of his campaign. I jumped in and I enjoyed it, but I never played uh, a full fledged sing single player experience on gears. So having a, a gears collection would definitely be like enticing because i always hear like just great games about those great things about those games um man so i can't remember the exact details but it was about the time the 360 came out and i forget who i was with i don't know if it was if it was with cam t i don't know if it was with naive but i was i was with one of the homies and they were like oh 
go to this internet cafe. They got these nice couch. I mean, you know, what is this? Like a game lounge internet cafe. It's like they got these nice couches and, and they got a big, nice TV. You can play games. So I was like, all right, let's check this out. And that was the first time I got my hands on Gears of War. And of course, being on 360, Microsoft coming in, like coming off of the Xbox generation, having had a, a solid standing, but now just coming out the gates to the first to market and they got this big title in Gears. It's They got something to prove and that was the game that was proving it, brought in the cover system. It was like, oh man, why have games not had this? Oh my God, this is amazing. What is going on? All these graphics. <laughs> like that, that was a... I mean, for me, Gears was a watershed moment for gaming, especially since it ended up being the game that popularized the cover mechanics and helped to move third-person shooters further into the future of whatever it is they're going to be when they are perfect. But yes, uh, man, as I, I'm just shocked. <laughs> I feel like you would have you'd have at least gotten one of them under your belt. So it's very, it's very enlightening. To find out that just no gears in the AMC slide. Well, I've never owned an Xbox. Like, I've had Xboxes in my house because of my little brothers, but I've never personally owned an Xbox. So, I've never, it's just never been a console space that I've gotten into. That's why I was like so awesome when they released Cuphead and then uh, Ori on the Switch. I was like, oh shit. And those games are absolutely awesome. It's like, I played, I've obviously, I played through Halo because everybody's played through Halo. Um, and then Halo 2. So I played the Halo games. But yeah, the, the Gears, it was just never a franchise that my brothers got into other than whatever one that they had. So yeah, it was just, it was just one of those ones that was like, damn, this looks awesome. And I've never played it. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's definitely appealing to see what's going on with like Gears, whether or not they, they, they announce Gears 6 or if they do a Gears collection. Obviously Fable to see what they're doing there. I mean, for me, Fable Fable Collection would be awesome because I never played that's one I've never touched is Fable. I haven't, even, I haven't touched Fable at all. Well, and you, think hear, you know your friends, man. Did you know me as an Xbox gamer? <laughs> I just knew you as a gamer. I thought you would have been you would have been tapped into like just those those just those signposts where it's like Ah, this thing and like this this was a moment. Like this was an era kind oh, of yeah. shit. Yeah, no. I mean, as I said, Last of Us 2 was out there and I have no interest in playing it, even though I know it's a great game. I also oh, haven't so played it's I haven't so played, good. Yeah, I haven't played Red Dead 2. I know that that's a great game. It's so fantastic. Many, yeah, there's so many great games that I just will not get to just based off of time. I just don't have those. I can't do like a four hour play session anymore. <laughs> like it's just that's that's just not in like that's not available to me at all right now, unless it's like, Marissa, I need a day to myself and then I'll make it up to you. I'll watch the kids for a day. Like it has to be like one of those things. So that just isn't available to me. So yeah, it's just, um, so yeah, there's, so yeah, there's just so, I have, to, I have so little time that I have to like really be very efficient with like what I'm going to play and very decisive. That's why I'm because... pushing my body to the limit in order to enjoy <laughs> <laughs> the longest sessions I can physically handle before my my heart gives out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh it's uh, it's unfortunate. I just will end up missing out on games, but that's just how life goes. But yeah, so Gears was always one of those ones that I'm interested in, and always heard good things, even with like the with the Xbox One One X generation, like. 
there wasn't a lot like a lot of good things but like people like the the gears games and so yeah that's always something i've kept an eye on fable obviously wanted i would like to see if they one did fable two like they do a collection get fable two out there because i heard good things about that but then see what's going on with the new fable game and then yeah and then to see what's going on with like you know if they're gonna drop like any of those like we're doing a final fantasy not final fantasy we're doing a fallout tactics game or we're gonna, yeah if we're gonna do you know even like revisit new vegas to see what's going on i mean there, there's so many potential just announcements that they could do that would be awesome and so i just want to see like what they're going to set up for games that we like that xbox owners can look forward to because as as we've always talked about there's so many studios but what we said with the playstation showcase like if this happens and tomorrow they don't announce everything like it's not an assumption that they're not making anything else it's just that they're choosing what to announce for tomorrow <laughs> and i i would hope that they would actually not announce everything because i i said like the the one great thing about the playstation showcase being what it was is that microsoft shouldn't feel compelled to announce everything that they're working on right now even if mm -hmm. like they don't have like release dates for like next year like i i think everything that should be announced should be coming out by the end of 2024 maybe you could do like one like far off like one more and announce that for like 2025 but um it should it's be a little elder scroll six gameplay snippet yeah exactly or that scene yeah um i i am interested actually in seeing avowed because we are seeing a lot of these kind of like i don't know if it's like like these first person kind of i guess uh like hero ability style of games um, yeah the bioshock Clones. Yeah, from like a from like a fantasy perspective though and so we're seeing these games and so yeah like as you as you know i'm a huge like mage style of player um and so knowing that they're kind of doing these you know doom style mage first person games it has my interest and so avowed is one of those games that i'm i, mean, I am curious to see you um what that game has to offer so there's there's a lot there are a lot of games that i'm aware of and then there's a lot that I want to know, like what's going to be kind of like the, uh, like what's going to be kind of like the games that are setting up like Xbox as like you know like we're doing some shit. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm very curious. There's a lot that they have to offer, and I can't wait to see what gets announced at this showcase. Uh, anything, anything else? Any other quick hits? What was that last part? Is there any other quick hits or we, we call it a day? Other quick hits. Microsoft, Microsoft. Hours in 15, 15 minutes, by the way. I got a quick hit. Microsoft laying down the gauntlet, getting people, getting people ready for what to expect at the at the showcase. And it's kind of weird knowing that people are going to be listening to this after the showcase. As and we year. recorded it before the showcase. <laughs> yes, sir. But they promised no CG trailers. <laughs> and that, that's definitely a... Well, no CG trailers for their first party games, which means that, hey, if it's not a first party game you show, <laughs> you probably could have a CG trailer, aren't you? But hey, at least for their first party games, we're going to be seeing gameplay, so that's something to look forward to. And that's... Usually when you're showing gameplay, you also have a pretty good idea of when your game's going to come out. So maybe that means we're getting release dates. Like you said, there, there's stuff needs 
well, not necessarily needs, but it. I would prefer if things are coming out sooner rather than later. Uh, personally, I, I'm giving them leniency on the timetable because I understand that, you know, it takes a lot to make games and they absorbed a lot of, a lot of projects that were in process that they're trying to get out and get it on this first party level of quality. So I'll just say that for me, I want dates, but more than that, I want Microsoft to stick to those dates. So if even they if say the something, is, even if the game is bad, <laughs> <sighs> of course there's that. I mean, if it's if it's bad and you delay it, then say, hey, it's bad. We're delaying it and we're trying to make it better. And don't don't rush nothing out. But at the same token, if you say something's coming out, put it out and put it out when you say you're going to put it out. Because if you aren't sure. Like at this point in time, you should know if a game is good or not. It should have been known whether Redfall was good or not. And I think I mean, it was Diablo known. got delayed when the game came out looking great. <laughs> you got delayed. Got you got delayed. delayed. Yeah. Remember there was the there was, the there was the internal delay where they announced like because initially they thought it was gonna come out earlier. I think it was maybe like even twenty twenty two, but it was around it was around like the whole over it was Overwatch and Diablo. There were two things, and I remember like people Oh were, yeah, that's right. And people were saying, like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on with Blizzard. Like <laughs> Yeah, but at the same <laughs> token, it, it didn't have a release date though. They didn't say when it was coming out. It just internally they hey, it's not shaping up. <laughs> we need a bit more time. And you don't know how much time that is or what it is. So <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. But if you but if you tell me February eighth and then you delay it to September seventh, it's like, come on, dude. It's you, you did this. You did this with the Redfall. You did this with the Starfield. You did this with pretty much all the games that have gone silent and just vanished after we were told that oh yeah, all this coming out first twelve months or or next twelve months. And it's just don't don't shoot for the moon. Just <laughs> keep it keep it humble. Keep it tame. Keep it on the ground. Keep it realistic and do it just. Release dates. Don't tell me all this stuff is going to hit a certain thing. Just be like, yo, this stuff is coming out. And if it's in a certain time period, then cool. That's what that happens to be. But it it's better to let each game succeed or fail publicly with the perception based on what's going on with them individually rather than tying all of them together where one or two slipping out suddenly tarnishes all, all of them. So Tell me when they're coming out and stick to it. Show me some good stuff. Show me Fable. Show me Avowed. Show me a, a and show me a new IP or two. That'll be perfectly fine. I know the Starfield showcase is coming. I want to I want to hear more about the systems and exactly what the game is going to be doing to create like ambient content while I'm doing all the the tailored curated stuff. I want to get an idea of what to expect when I'm out there just exploring space, going to these 1,000 planets, because somehow, some way, I will go to all 1,000 of those planets. And, you know, I want to have a good time out there. I also want it to be realistic. I don't mind landing on a, a desolate ball of dust because that's realistic. That's space. However, when I land on something that has something on it, I'd like it to be convincing and entertaining when I go there. I know Bethesda is more 
are capable of that. They have some of the best environmental storytelling and, you know, they got that radiant story thing and that's, you know, a little hit or miss, but it's a nice addition to just have these ambient quests happen upon you or happen across you. So, yeah, uh, Starfield is it. But as far as the Microsoft Showcase, just show me some cool stuff and I'll sing your praises. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they did the uh they they, they have their opportunity to learn from the PlayStation Showcase, so that's why they made the uh the CG comment. Mm-hmm. Um but trying to score points. Yeah, exactly. But um I mean, we'll see what happens. Is it, like the state of gaming right now, I feel like people people are always looking for the issues with everything. <laughs> so like it's just uh it's like the whole PlayStation like showcase. It's like it was kind of funny to like to miss to mention a popular name colin moriarty like they watched the place in showcase and he was like oh it was good and i give it like a b plus and then he sees the reaction he's like what the hell <laughs> like <laughs> and it's like it's i hate that we're in this place where like people can't just enjoy things like it's it's like oh you wouldn't have said that if that was the microsoft showcase and like yeah. and so like I, it's like, well, it wasn't the Microsoft showcase, so nobody's ever gonna know what I would have said or what I would have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, um, I'm just like, I'm, I'm kind of in this place where it's, uh, it's a little annoying that like we're, we're all, all we're doing is we're setting up what we don't want to see <laughs> from a showcase as opposed to what we want to see, and then it's like if we don't see what we want to see, then it was a failure. Like it's mm-hmm. like leave some room for like like shock and excitement and and not for the uh like oh i gotta make sure all my predictions like i almost feel like everything is like i gotta make sure all my predictions leaks and rumors come true as opposed to like let me just see what they have to offer and let me see if there are some games that i would play that they're going to show us and let's talk about those games but of course it's just going to be broken down to what exclusives got announced and yada yada so i'm i'm not looking forward to that part of the showcase but Mm -hmm. i'm I'm hoping that it's going to be dope and yeah that they if anything, that they learned some lessons from the PlayStation One as far as presentation, and they decided to, you know, present their games a little bit differently. Um, if that's the case, if they're going to take feedback from from the community from that perspective, uh, but yeah, we shall see. Uh, it'll be over a week, which will, which will be nice in that, you know, it is nice to get the instant reaction, but it is also nice to get the reaction once all the information comes out. Um, and so, with that, like, we can at least like. You know, come with a little more of uh, more information and also a little more sensible about it, as opposed to like the the quick reaction and not really knowing really what's going on other than what we saw in the trailers. Um, so yeah, that that will be nice when we cover it next week. Yes. Uh, do we have do we have anything else? I'm all out, homeboy. It was it was a pretty packed week. Very it was nice being able to watch the showcase. From the comfort of my couch on my television instead of from the comfort of this decaying office chair or gaming chair on this increasingly sluggish computer <laughs> yes yeah. all right man awesome. well this is control issues I- Oh, my God.